Everybody to the Saints of Cosmocast. I'm your host, Ramsey, and per usual, I have your comment writer, Free. Hey, that's me. I'm here this time. Yay, you're here. We have here Jackie. Hello, everybody. What's cooking? I had to make curry in 30 minutes. <laughs> and we also got Bankus. Howdy how. <laughs> so we have we have a lot of things we need to go through. Obviously, of course, we're gonna talk about the movie. The movie, the movie, movie. And, and it's interesting because, like, I'll go, like, because, like, I'll, I'll let me, I'll, like, because, like, you know, hey, the movie just came out. There's still some places that are, that are playing the movie in, in theaters in, in the United States still. So, mm-hmm. I, so I still think this, this is so relevant to discuss, it, especially if you, if you want to go out of your way to watch. So, we're gonna have, we're gonna have our in depth spoiler discussion of the movie. So, we're gonna, so we're gonna go, just, we're gonna lay out, we're gonna just lay it all out, even though, like, We'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. That you know, we'll get we'll get to it when it comes time that we we'll discuss to discuss a few things. But for the most part, like you know, we we you, know, you know we have our different opinions. We all saw the movie. Like I saw it earlier than all of us. I saw it, but we all saw it kind of on the week of release. Um, and then, but before that, I want to go through the news because like a bit of news just popped that I did not expect ha- to happen, and just some other news that we kind of had at the back burner as well. And then two, we're gonna have like a brief discussion about the about the Ray Mana documentary because I know Kamen Furry is with us and he has thoughts, <laughs> but also too like you know I kind of like keep it brief because like apparently I was looking through how the how the stuff with the movie is gonna be set up. It's gonna take up the majority of the time, so I think we're just gonna go through it as rapidly as possible. The only reason why I wanted to have you because like I know you're very you have a very strong opinion about these things, and you know you're into like a lot of lost media stuff, so I wanted to have you on to discuss that stuff as well i know you, like i said you i know you have some strong opinions but uh, it's just one of the things where it's like you're the correct person right here to, to discuss that kind of thing <laughs> and then um i have to make an announcement i don't know if you guys you guys feel comfortable if i make the announcement now or will we wait till after the start before no, the end of the show go ahead yep it's a new segment all right um if you guys can like give me a few minutes to discuss just, just to Air it all out. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna pull. I'm not gonna toss anybody underneath the, the 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 underneath the bus or anything like that. I just need to get some things off my chest. Um, that's nothing bad either. I did noticing around the time, like around like after like this, like during April, heading in towards May, my mental health hasn't been the best in the world. I've been depressed and. It's been it was really it's been really hard to do things a lot of times. I kind of that I it makes I had to struggle to do a lot of things with concerning this show, concerning Sailor Moon says, and concerning um the Saturday Morning Squadron. So what I want to do is like I want to take a break for at least a month. So I'm gonna take we're gonna take June off so I can begin to get my bearings back, you know, and do some other things outside of like Saint Seiya and um, Sailor Moon or, or or anything else. Just focus on like trying to get myself better, and hopefully by July we'll be we'll we'll be reinvigorated to continue going forward. So yeah, like you know we're gonna take a break. Like I'm gonna try to at least do some things in the meantime. I think I'm like like super cuts of like our our reviews and stuff like that, and put them on as like as like one huge episode if you want to have like one big thing of episodes. So 
So like, be on the lookout for that if you want like just something really a really long play of like just us giving all the opinions of like episodes and stuff like that. So I might do that to like compensate the time between between the between not re- between recordings that we're not going to be doing stuff. So, but that doesn't mean either that this that the show's going to stop. If something does break that's extremely major, we will co- we will come back. I will I can guarantee you that right now. If something breaks in the world of Saint Seiya that that's that's major that needs that needs to be addressed. We'll we'll take we'll take five we'll take ten minutes ten twenty minutes to, to have to have a quick roundtable with, with as many people as we can we can ba- gather at that time either it's just gonna be me and Conrad Furry or me and Bankas or me and Jackie or a combination of, of all of us we'll try to at least do something if, if like something does break so don't feel pressured you guys if, you, if something does happen even if I have to do it by myself I'll do it by myself or I can find someone also outside to like help me out as well because I know that I know many people. Have come, have stepped up in the past, and have helped me out as well. So we, so those, so I can have pushed those come to shove. I, we can do that. But yeah, like I said, like just going through a lot of stress. You know, a lot, a lot of like a lot of mental health issues. I've been, like I said, like a lot of I've been sad. I've been depressed, but I'm also going through like anger issues and a lot of like stuff where I get really agitated really easily. And I don't want that. I think that's I want to create an environment with this franchise and like the art of this podcast that where the people are listening to have a to feel welcomed. And I feel like being like that and being this, in that state where I am right now might be very difficult. And like even though right now things aren't an upswing, I know at any moment that it could all come, come tumbling down again. So for my sake, so I can have a little bit more time to just think and do and just do some other things. I think this break would be necessary for myself, and I also think this will also work out for you guys too to do your own things, not think too much about the about the about Saint Seiya or, or or any other thing that you guys had up to. And I, I especially feel really bad for Jackie, who just came on the show not too long ago, and unfortunately, I got I got to take this break. So I am really sorry that you had. That- no, you don't even have to apologize. You know, Myself, I've always been pretty open how I've been dealing with depression since I was 15, so you don't even have to apologize, because I'll be the first one to tell you, do take a break. I see how much you are working on, so, you know, and for me, I'm honestly being honored that you were willing to pick me, of all people, to invite me to join the, the podcast, so... You know, I mean, and June tends to be kind of busy for me, if you want to put that, so if you want to get on, on that side. So, it works out for me, too. You know, uh, long story short, I have three birthdays in June. I also have other, another stuff, so family keeps me really busy this month. So, it works yes. out. And that doesn't mean that, you know, all of us, we got our own projects. And, you know, between the four of us, we're always going to, we still keep connected, you know, just talking in the background. We don't just come and record here and woof, you know. Oh, it, no. This, those, we, we share we share memes at each other. We are, we're tossing horrible ideas at each other. I got something planned for, for, for April Fool's 2024 that you guys will not believe when I found something on Amazon. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, the key thing is how to find that thing. But that's, that's, a, that's, that's for... For, that's for April 2024 to think about. We're in 2023 right now. And you know, we, like I said, we, you know, I've teased a few things here and there that I'm working on. And, you, you know, it's just, we may not be doing podcasts, but we'll be doing some other stuff in the background. You know, just take it a little bit easy. And, you know, like you said, if something major pops up, 
We'll never report. I mean, we roll with things. Like, you know, yeah, we're all here. We're more just an old co-host. Or we're, we're friends, and we we look out for each other. I do really appreciate that. And I do hope that the that the listening audience would would also respect that. And I'm pretty sure they would. But I, I, when I I may have, I I may have already played a lot of I played play this card a little early in like in my in like in private with other people and they're like no that's absolutely fine that you're okay yeah so we love you Rab heart 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 ah <laughs> oh, but I hate when people do that I get like flustered oh nah you are cool it's like uh, I don't I don't get I, I'm one of those types of people like hard love so I'm like oh, don't don't stop 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 because <laughs> it's like I I don't it's not really much at all. No. Anyways, and like so, yeah. Like I said, mm. like it's gonna be a perfect opportunity for all of us to like do some like like just to get, just to get our breath for a little bit. Like I said, at, at least a month. Like a pro- like I don't want to take more time. I don't want I don't want an incident to happen what happened the last time when I took a break, and all of a sudden we two months out. Of, we took a two month break, even though that was an issue that I had no control over. That was something I had like absolutely no control over at the time because it was like something that happened in my family. That thankfully it's already like passed, but at the moment that I had to, that I had to like drop everything, it was, oh, it was not the right time. It was like one of the things where it's like I have to take a minute and have to address these issues in the family first. Of course, family comes. But this, hey, but we this, roll with it. We roll with things. You know like, that. And with this, it's just it's just one of the things where it's like I just need a I just need a I just need to like recharge my batteries and like also just like put then just like. I, I love I love the world of Saint Sam. I love I love everybody, especially like our our listeners, especially you guys. You guys are some of the like you guys like you guys like I like I said before. You guys helped me a lot through, helped me a lot myself to motivate myself to do this show. But sometimes too, I, I just want to like, what if I just want to watch Common Rider, <laughs> or what if I want to watch like um like right now I don't want I want to see that I want to watch the new Trigon anime, I or if I want to go watch another movie. I do I do hope that everybody that's listening will. You know, we'll, we'll we'll cooperate with us, and like I said, we'll be active. We'll, we'll still be active if something happens. We will be extremely active on Twitter. We'll be active on like if you find me on a dis- if you find me on Discord, I will talk your ear off. I'm always gonna be like I'm always gonna be around because I love talking about this stuff. But you know, when it comes to like, oh, I have to sit down and do editing, and I gotta sit down and like do timestamps and everything like that. You know, it is kind of difficult. It, get, it does get it does get kind of difficult, but at the same time too, it's kind of rewarding when I see people actually praising what, what I'm doing as well. So yeah, like I said, like you know, I'm very sorry, like, and I'm very sorry that you guys had to had to listen to this. And like I said, I'll do my best to improve and make myself feel better. And I hopefully too, we all like all of us take take this moment and actually like you know, you know, rest up and you know, regain our cosmos. Yes, indeed, y'all. If any, if you missed any of our previous episodes, myself included, before I joined. Please take the time to listen to some of the old things. Maybe you'll find something you had a question about before. And, you know, no matter what, you can always talk, tag, uh, tag us in our socials. You know, you have a question. And, you know, when, I, when we get back together again for our actual recording, yeah, we'll so go from like, there. And like I said, pay attention to our socials, especially our main social, which is at SC Cosmocast and on Twitter. That's where you're gonna get like the, that's where you get like leak breaking stuff that might happen, and that's when we're gonna find out like when our next episode theme is gonna be, or what, or we post questions and all the other things. Also, we're taking questions too. Like, don't don't be afraid to send us questions via email, which is questions at stcosmocast.com. Again, the the, the address is questions at stcosmocast.com. All right. Um, does anybody have anything they want to bring up before we about that before we before we move on? No, I think it's a good place to begin. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, first bit of news. 
um, let's let's go on to the news first. First bit of news. Um, we got an official confirmation that the Saint Seiya last last uh, not time time Odyssey comic book is coming to the United States via Ablaze Comics. They are going to be publishing it, and it's going to be released on August sixteenth. I believe it's going to be a sixty-four issue. It's going to be sixty-four pages for the first book, and it's going to have a variant cover by by um, David Mack, who you, if you've seen movies like um, like like Captain America: The Winter Soldier, he's done a lot. Of, he did a lot of the artwork for that movie, and the tricks. So he, so in addition to like the the main one that's the the, the main cover you've seen before of Alkyoma Alakite that he's done before. It he is also going. He um those who those who um variants will be available as well. Um, I shall be. I'll post links to the previews um to, to the previews um catalog. So you if you want to talk to your comic book shop and get these ordered, especially for you, or get like or, or tell them that you're interested, you can show them like right there like what you like what um what comic book and what it is, and, and see the code. They can make that order for you. So. Is this gonna is it gonna be released kind of like American comics where it's like the like single issue like single chapters at a time? It's the impression I got because of the price too. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm yeah. getting at. Because when you, when we were talking about the variant covers, like I'm I'm just now getting back into like comic book collecting and reading and stuff like that. So I'm I'm so sorry. I deal a lot with variant covers. I I'm excited. Like I haven't been big into comic books since like 2006. So it's been a while. Um, my my That's... friend recently brought a bunch of stuff up from my childhood home. I think I talked about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah. But one of the things she brought was this massive Tupperware thing full of comics, like the 80s run and the 90s run of the New Mutants. Swamp um, thing. Um, oh, my God. Of Ultimate X-Men and Ultimates and Ultimate Spider-Man. Like all of that goodness and i've been reading through it so it's just kind of inspired me to get back into it but i'm wondering the the comic book shop that i go to i'm wondering if i should see if you can get some of the um the alternate covers for me because i'm no, sure yeah. people in my area will want to be collecting it so like with, with the big titles like with justice league or superman or whatever like the variant covers are really hard to get because mm-hmm. everybody wants them but I feel like this might be one of those things where it's a blessing that not a lot of people are a fan of it because I can actually get what I want out of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it, uh, oh, Jackie, do you have anything you want to interject? <clears throat> Personally, I want to go for that Athena cover. It just really jumped at me first. Although, I mean, I'm just still trying to sink in that that we're getting alternate covers. That to me is practically unheard of. I was but more... really cool. I was more amazed at the fact that that it's coming out this soon. I was expecting this to be like something in 2024, but no, it's coming out this year, August. And like, we're that's just all shocked by this. Yes, it's like, wait, what? And this, when it's starting, this is August. So, see, there you go. Even if we take two months break, but we have to be back in August. True. Well, they're, <laughs> no. even, they're even going to like, there's there's been a, um, sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the different variant comic covers right now. But they're even doing the blank one yeah. that's like really popular in comics right now. That's just like a plain white image with the title on it. Yeah, it's so the one that you would send to like an artist and be like, "Hey, can you draw this custom cover for me?" And they'll, they'll say like, "Oh yeah, for a hundred bucks, I'll I'll, I'll I'll draw I'll draw a specialized cover for you." Yeah, and you'll, you should go on. I was just gonna say I might be with you and uh, uh, Mika wanted to get the uh, the uh, Athena cover because that's yeah. very beautiful. 
I know, and like, also shout outs to David Mack, the actual illustrator for that for that um of that cover. He found out about our posts and he sent us gratitude. And we said, "Hey, thank you so much. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for using your amazing talent in this uh, in this in this franchise. We here we love near and dear, and we consider you a part of the Saint Seiya family. Just like all the voice actors, all the people that are working hard behind the scenes, and all, all the actors who worked on the movie, they're all part of the Saint Seiya family." Mm-hmm. Oh damn. Oh, um... I'm sorry. I'm just. They're doing black and white ones too, but those are like what? super. Yeah, they're they're high ratio ones though, so oh, they're okay. going to be hard to get. Like they're they're doing a black and white one for all of them, but the Ooh. the the fancy one that that look that looks kind of like fairy illustration. That one's a hundred dollars. <laughs> so uh, I probably will be getting them. I'll probably get all the regular covers though, because this yeah. is really, this is something you don't ever see. Like, there hasn't been, which I know it's not technically a manga because it's not, it's it's drawn by some a Frenchman, you know, it's, yeah. it's not from Japan, but it's drawn in that style. It's sanctioned by the creator. Like, it, it's, it's seen as, like, a part of the Saint Seiya universe. So it's been so long since we've got single issue comics of manga. Like it used to be really commonplace. They used to have a bunch of Sailor Moon ones from the mixed. Comics yeah, movies. I got those... the Sakura. Yeah, I used yeah, to collect Sakura. those too. They they brought out Slayers. I have a few, which I I, I, have... I know you guys probably don't care, but I'm a massive Slayers fan. I remember those. I a bunch of them. I remember those, and actually, like... but um, Inchi and a bunch of them. But yeah, they haven't done this in a uh, long time. Viz used Viz used to do that a lot. I have a lot of like I I, I used to pick up a I because like they didn't they didn't compile these. So I had to look on yeah, I had to like look through like bins to like look for these and you can find mm-hmm. it's pretty cheap. But they had they used to publish area 88. And yep. they used and they were they, they haven't they have not collected it, which is quite unfortunate. I think that's an incredible series. And it just said it's like, you know, you, the only way you can pick this up is through like just going through like bins and hoping you can find something. Anyways, um Bankos, I know you're really you have your ear more in, in tune to this. So do you have any thoughts? I'm actually very. I was taken aback at the fact that I knew, I, I, I knew that I knew of the publication in the U.S. that was announced a while ago by by Jerome himself in an interview he did for a YouTube channel, uh, Pixel. I, I forgot the, the the name of the channel. Pardon me. We, we've said it in some of the previous episodes. But uh, the thing that kind of took me aback was the fact that they're actually going to do varying covers for it. Which I know that it's not unusual in comic books, in like in regular, let's call them Western uh, comic book industry practices. Like I, 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 I don't collect comic books anymore, but I was a huge avid collector of DC Comics for a while when I was younger. So I, I know that's a regular practice. But to have this, have them make uh, varying covers for this Saint Seiya product took me aback because I did not expect them to do that, particularly because it's not a particularly known franchise uh, in in the market so i was shocked by that but in a good way i'm actually very surprised very happy for it and i'm i'm trying to figure out how the hell i'm gonna get my hands on those variant comics in those variant covers because i need them for my collection that's actually something that i was thinking about that that's in the world of saint seiya even though there do exist a few let's call them original uh, covers and variants for certain official products in some countries. I think Italy has done some of that in the past, but usually the norm is we just get what Japan gets, right? Like the 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 covers for the volumes from Japan are the ones that we get here, and that's usually how it goes. 
So this is going to give the American version a huge value for, for collectors as well, because people, I'm sure of it, that people from Latin America and from, from other parts of Europe are probably going to try to get those, those variants just for the collector's sake. And that gives it a, a value that I did not expect in the beginning. So I'm very, very happy about this because not only are we actually getting a, a, a new spinoff in an official capacity in English, but now it, this, it has this added value that I think makes it look in a very good light. And the art itself, it's very, it's very, very good. It, it's something that you don't really see too much for, for, for this franchise, but I think it makes it even more unique in that regard. I'm very happy for, it, for this news. Yeah, and like I said, I, like I, said, I was expecting, I was, when you mentioned the news, I believe, like two, three episodes ago, I was expecting that, I was expecting that to like drop in 2024, like I said. But for, for, the, for the turnaround to be, to be um, for, for like in four months, that's incredible. That's, that, that's, uh, that, that's, I think, the best part, in my opinion. That they that they're doing it this quick, it's available in English, and they're putting in this much effort, like a like a like a regular comic book here in the United States. Like they're giving you they're giving you the variant covers, and they're giving you so many options, just like like an American cover that incentivizes not just like regular comic book fans who've not seen Saint Seiya that want that want to get into it that, that they can actually like if they well, at least want to collect it, it gives them some sort of incentive to collect it, but also gives an incentive also for for fans as well. Like, like yeah, know. especially because you're kind of introducing people through the, I guess if you're more of a comics fan, it's a comic form, but mm -hmm. then you'll discover there's a whole world behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this I, is some people, that you was know, what I was going to say, really, because, I mean, which, honestly, Power Rangers, I, I was going to compare it to Power Rangers, and Power Rangers did have a much larger audience in the United States, obviously, uh -huh. but when their popularity started to wane, um, you know, because Saban bought back the rights and it was really, everybody's really hyped about it. And then the Saban seasons kind of didn't pan out to be everything that the fans wanted. Yeah. They, they turned to comic books and they found a whole new area of the fandom that wasn't being tapped into because, yeah. the, like, people, like, comic book fans are passionate. They are very, very passionate, especially like, like when you talk about the variant covers and, you know, following the artist and collecting art from certain artists and certain covers from certain artists and um and, and how there's a lot more freedom in the comic book form to tell stories. You can do a lot more because you don't have to worry about something being too expensive to animate or something like that. So they or or like the VFX in the Power Rangers case. Mm -hmm. So they do a lot more. So Oh, they can just go book. Oh, they can just go book while like they do in the comic book and in the Power Rangers comic right. book as well. <laughs> and, and and the Power Rangers fandom saw this entire new section of the fandom just kind of open up. Is that going to happen with this? I don't know, but it it gives it the option to. Yeah. Um. It, I mean, it's it, it reminds me a lot of there was a wave a few years ago where it felt like every show was kind of getting a comic book there for a while. Like yeah, Jim holograms had one. You know. My Little Pony had one. Like every every Western show had a comic book for at least a little while. And, and you know the interesting part is those comic books are actually really good. I was actually going to say, in my mm -hmm. opinion, like but like it, it kind of reminds me how Transformers was because with Transformers, um, we didn't have much at the time. We had the, we had the movies and oh my god, like the, the like the, the the least we could talk about those movies the better, except for Bumblebee. Like, <laughs> Bumblebee's, Bumblebee's a freaking masterpiece. But we had the comic books, and we had. So many great comic books at the time. We had we had more than meets the eye and robots in disguise. Two different unique stories happening at the same time, and they are both excellent. And that's why I do hope with like something like this happens, where it's like 
people are gonna look at this stuff and they're gonna and they're gonna and like they may have no idea, they may have no investment, but they're gonna see it, it has this pedigree of being a franchise that you know that we all that we, that we all know. So and they're gonna see the art by they're gonna see the art by um by um Guillaume Arquette, just incredible artist, and they're gonna and they're gonna get, they're gonna get attached to the characters and they want to learn more about it. And it's gonna drive up like subscriptions for the Shooting Jump app. Who knows? But it will get people's attention. Any final mm. thoughts on everything, Jackie? Yeah. What can I say? I'm looking forward to it. And definitely, I think we will see new fans, you know, discover the world of Sega. So, hey, we'll be waiting for you. <laughs> I'm referring. I am excited. Okay. <laughs> I personally, Great. It, I, not to jump too far ahead, but it's the, the St. Seiya community if you want to call it that lately has made it hard to be excited about some stuff, at least in the English speaking realm, it's made it hard to be excited. Um, but this does lift those kind of more drab spirits a little bit that they're not, they're not giving up just because of, you know, the current state of things like Saint say is going to continue. They're going to continue to sprinkle it in here and there for the English speaking audiences. And they're not abandoning us. So that's a positive sign. That's right. Because any final thoughts? I have read Time Odyssey. I'm very excited for you guys to be able to read it. Without going into spoilers, I think the best compliment that I can say without ruining anything is that it, because Jerome uh, got famous for doing, well, for imitating the Araki-style illustrations, even though this comic book obviously has some of that, but it's mostly his own work, his own essence, but it captures that magic of... Let's call it the anime uh, fluidity, mm-hmm. and I th- and I think that once you read it, you'll be able to understand what I mean by that. So, I'm very excited for for the U.S. market to get this. As Kamen Rider was saying, sometimes the sometimes it can be difficult to 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 see like positive sides when some things are overshadowing it. But like like it's with everything, right? If you step on one stone once in the front of you, all you got to do is get back up and, and go forward. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for just that. Like it'll be worth it. It's it's a great spinoff and it's very promising so far. So I, I can wait for the US market to be receiving this. Yeah, um, I, I'm excited, like I said. But this, so like like be on the lookout on our Twitter. We'll post more information when it, when it comes out. And like I said, I'll, I'll see what I can do on my end to do things with, with this particular release so yeah like you know um like i said i'm just excited i'm excited for any new things coming to the united states and i'm i'm really hoping i'm really happy you that you for you three really like what's going on and yeah um but yeah so uh let's uh let's move on uh we guys want to discuss first lost media or you want to discuss um the movie I think we should do Lost Media, just because we we already plan to go through it fairly fast. Well, no, no, I mean, this is uh, something else uh, in addition to that. To, to oh, the okay. So, uh, another lost episode of Saint of Knights of the Zodiac, the Deke Dump got found! Yay! <laughs> Yay, question mark. <laughs> Yay. Oh, uh, we found because like last 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 we last last time we had this this, this wild goose chase episode thirty one was found. I believe episode thirty is unaccounted for just yet. So episodes one through twenty eight are not are there. Twenty nine is still lost. Thirty is lost. Thirty one is just got found not too long ago, and now we have episode thirty two. And um, it had an interesting thing that that we got linked to by the person who found it, by Blue Baron. 
Um, there's a scene involving Esmeralda where instead <laughs> she's um <laughs> she's not dead. Yeah, she didn't die in the dub. We I completely forgot she did not die in the dub. And she she's just, like, she's in the jail. Yeah, she just went to prison. It's like, yeah. <laughs> they sent a child to prison. It's, you know, it is what it is. Oh, boy. So that's why Docrates was running away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like, oh, shit, they found out. Well, I mean, maybe she was just like a war criminal and they just didn't have time to get into it and she deserved to be in prison. <laughs> Oh, no, no. They just no. didn't have enough time to give us the explanation, which puts her death in the original in a whole different context, too. Oh, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> she was the girl from uh, Orphan. She was actually like 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We're losing the ramp. Thank <laughs> you before. Before, before Comrade just like just make, makes me break out and like before I break out in complete utter laughter. Jackie, bring it back. What are your thoughts if you see it if you see it or not? No, no, I didn't even know about this till a few minutes ago. Like, oh, I you know that's probably gonna be my homework during the break to go watch the <laughs> dick stuff. Don't do yourself. No, you 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 deserve better. I I like Deke, and I thought this they did a bad job on this. Like I'm a, I'm a fan of most of their. We host we 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 host a show about this. We can yeah. test to this. Like, <laughs> I I legitimately like most of Deke's library because it's just so campy and stupid. But this is bad. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's like they weren't trying. Yeah, that, that, that's actually the best way to describe it. It's like when you put no when when Cinnamon, when Cinnamon has like some effort. This is like no effort. Mankos, do you have any thoughts? I know. Uh, I have never been able to witness too much of the dig dub. I've only been able to catch glimpses here and there, some some scenes that I've been able to find on, on the internet. I would be lying if I said that I wasn't baffled by just how how different like it, it's it's whiplash when, when you when you watch that and you have the context for the original series. But I there's two sides of this. On the one hand, it's like mm, on the one hand, it's like, okay, there is nothing too much gained from this in the sense of, like, it. it's part of that uh, dove that's very infamous for a lot of reasons that I believe are justified. But on the other hand, I've always been somebody that completely endorses being able to preserve any media, particularly when it's considered lost media. So, like, we, because you need context for it. How can you critique something that you haven't watched? How can you uh, hold something in a bad light when it's been lost to history? How can you like have a have a, a, a statement of of quality for something that you've never watched? So adding to that and 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 building up on it and having it so that you can actually watch it or hear it and then from that be able to to make a proper judgment on on your own. I think that's always like the most important part. And it, it, like it might be for the wrong reasons, but it is in it is infamous, but I think that there being a new episode on this like it, you see a light on how things were done back then. So it's also a time capsule. I I'm kind of shocked that this was found, but I am also <laughs> happy for it in, in a weird way, probably for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I wanted to add one thing. It's just, I honestly don't even remember how much I got to watch it. I did watch it on Cartoon Network. Uh, I know they make a lot of, you know, 
And with good reason, you will make jokes with that. He only had that surfer accent and all of that. And he played like uh, Kool Aid. The, the yeah, but you know, Russian surfers. Yes. Yeah, but you yes. know what? I have to something to add to that. They probably weren't wrong with that either because, um, small note, the in the Saints of the Awakening game, uh, Hyoga actually has a surfer skin. It all comes for its full they, circle. They predicted it. It came full circle, so they weren't that wrong on that one. So if, if this was a if this was a video podcast, it'd just be a picture of me. What do I hit on the hit on the desk? Like what is going on? Oh, no, no, nothing makes nothing makes sense anymore. Up is uh, down is up. Up is down. Cats and dogs are living together. Anyways, that guy's you want to say something. I was just gonna say, oh no, we gave you an aneurysm. <laughs> I want to be the first. <laughs> okay, we're taking Never. a break so we can get some first aid for our <laughs> realm, and we'll be right back. Um, um, we'll be right back. <laughs> It's just, a, it's, just a, it's, it's, a, it's just a picture of Seiya trying to open the the the, the demon the, the demon um the the, the, the demon capsule. Have you really seen <laughs> no. the? Oh God, don't. Anyways, periphery. Jokes aside, what what are your thoughts? Um, I I agree with what Binha said. I think it's important for the because a lot of the allure of lost media is that you can't watch it, and a lot of times when it actually gets found, you kind of realize why it got lost. <laughs> um, yeah. Not okay. always. Like there's there's been some things like I, I do watch a lot of this genre of YouTube and people finding lost media. Sometimes it does live up to the hype. But sometimes like you're going based off of somebody's memory when they were six and they're now fifty-five. And it's like, okay, I don't remember what I did last week, let alone fifty years ago. So like um it, it, sometimes it just doesn't live up to it, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be preserved. Um this was something that existed it can serve as a lot of things from a testament of like what not to do with dubbing it can serve as like you know the revolving door of dubs that the show has got it it, it has a, a place and a legacy do i want to sit down and watch it no yeah <laughs> um <laughs> we we accidentally um i won't go into details of it in order to keep the fbi off of our butts but Ramsey and I accidentally watched an episode of the Deke Dub a while back, and it was torture. It was it was painful. No, um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the Deke Dub. It was the ADV Dub. And oh, that's, oh, that's what it was. The ADV. The, well, the ADV Dub was just as bad, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because like when because like we, it's it's total whiplash when you we actually got people who actually gave a shit about about what they were doing, and you get to the episode, and it seems like everybody was kind of like you know. It was <laughs> no. It seemed like it, like you know how I always make the joke of like when whenever there's a mistake, it's always like okay, someone like, this must have been done at like four fifty in the morning, four fifty at night uh, in the afternoon. It's quitting time. You just want to get this out out the door as quickly as possible. I'm pretty sure that dub was made at like eight a.m. first thing in the morning. No one had coffee that morning. Yeah, but they were, they were but, low energy and they just didn't give a shit. Like, uh... <laughs> you can feel as, like as somebody as somebody who defended. Uh, don't y'all don't hate me but i when as the as it was airing on the air i defended it to literally everybody that i met like violently defended it all right because i i understood that it wasn't perfect but i also understood that if this fails we most likely would never get another chance so i was True. just like it has to succeed and then the adv dub which we will laugh about it now but for the time 
that was kind of on par with ADV's work. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, like for better or for worse, ADV encompassed like 60% of all English language yeah. anime at the time. They literally just grabbed everything in existence and started. Well, it's, it. it's, it's, it's less, it's less that they grabbed everything, but more like, okay, you want this, you, you want this dub, you want, you want to do this, you want this show. We have to give you these shows as well. So I appreciate yeah. it was a package deal where it's like, same, okay, you want you want, I, like I don't know what I don't know what series they got from Toei that made them do this, but I'm pretty sure they're like, look, if you if you're gonna dub this show, please take Saint Seiya with you. I'm begging you. Look, my boss is gonna fucking my boss is gonna like kill me if you don't. It's like someone it's someone trying to sell you a you trying trying to sell you a Pinto, and they're like on the on the ground underneath. Like, look, man, look, uh, like it's it's like it's it's the last day of the month, and this and this used car dealer is like it has to make this sale. If not, like he's not gonna get paid. I'm pretty sure that's what ended up happening. Uh, with, I'm absolutely certain because, like, why else would they why they oversaturate the market with so much stuff? And that's because they must have gotten this as a package deal. Well, also, but because I I don't know I don't know enough about the industry to know if that's true or not. But I do know that they like there was a boom in the early 2000s where if it was anime, it didn't matter what it was, it would sell. Yeah, so it, it could also be that you know. But I I knew even. Because when this came out, I was that was, was this 2003 when it came out. Yes. Was, oh my god! I was 12, so I even as a 12 year old, I understood this might be the only opportunity I ever get to ever see this show, uh, <laughs> because Netflix didn't exist at the time, obviously, uh, and and there was there just wasn't a lot of companies that were bringing over anime, and the fact that they gave us the option of the deep dub or the adv dub i was like i kept telling people i was like go and watch it on cartoon network and if you like the premise of it like maybe you'll find the jokes cheesy or maybe you'll find like the green blood really annoying or whatever but if you like the basic premise there's an uncut version that you can then go and watch like you you're gonna have to spend a little money on it because it's coming out on DVDs that have like three episodes per DVD. Mm. So you're gonna have to spend some money, but you'll be able to see it how it was meant to be. Oh God, that's hard to say. How it was meant to be? Um, <laughs> meant to be at the time. Right, 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 right. At best as we can, at best as we can at the time. Like obviously, of course, <laughs> now that we have, now that we have now that we have the Netflix though, which is fantastic. You know, we don't have to like worry about that. But like now, it was like now that we it, have the Netflix dub back is what you meant to say. Well, even then it's like you know you, <coughs> you would need to like look around and find find it. But now that it's like more readily available to like watch. It's like okay, there are options now. You don't mm. have to torture yourself. You can just watch it on on Crunchyroll and you be Gucci. Anyways, any final thoughts, um, Jackie? I honestly forgot. All right. <laughs> I, I mean. I guess it's really more of a question. I didn't. I always was confused. So there was both. There was a dicked up and ADV, which is sort of now since I they did a, a second dub. So the the Netflix one Sentai is the third dub. Then I think there's actually a third dub that was actually done internally a toy. Yeah, it was. There was. It was before all the other dubs. There was an English dub that was done internally Thank by Toei for like. I think it was. If I'm remembering correctly, so don't come for me if I if I misremember. I think it was one of those ones that played on, uh, like the Japan Airlines flights, kind of like the, yes. that one Lost Dragon Ball movie was. Mm -hmm. And then they also included it as like special features on uh, some of the Laserdisc 
But it wasn't. I don't think it was full episodes. I think it was just clips. Yeah, that that's what it was. It was like because they because the only thing that like the only thing we have footage of is just like those. It's just like clip episodes. <laughs> and say his voice is so deep. He sounds like a forty year old man. I love it. But um, but yeah, keep going, Jackie. Sorry. <laughs> no, definitely. Then I think for comparison, that yeah, I'll, we're just blowing I'll Jackie's see. mind with our random useless knowledge that we have. It's like, hey, look, that it's part of the it's part of the history. I mean, that's what we're look, here to talk about. I don't know I don't know shit about geography, but I can tell you about the Saint Seiya dubs from the back of my own head. <laughs> I can't tell you which one of these states is Montana, but I can tell you everything about Saint Seiya. somewhere in the somewhere up there. I'm pretty it's sure. One the, it's one of the rectangle ones. There's like four rectangle ones. It's one of those. They're yeah, all terrible. Are... Just pick one. Yeah. So I don't know any. I don't know any. I don't know a shit about that. But t- I was talking about like the history of Saint Stan in the United States. I'm there. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with um. It's the same thing with with me and Simpsons. Where it's like I can quote a Simpsons thing, but good luck trying to me, me trying to remember what the hell happened in like the War of 1776. <laughs> hey, I mean, to, be fair, to be fair, you weren't alive in 1776. So <laughs> they should give me a break. All right. I, you know. I think. I think we. Uh, you know. Let's, let's just let's just move on. <laughs> Final, let's go on to our final bit of news, and that is that we finally got a date for our first like home video release for the movie. It is June 27th. That will be on video on demand. And it will be available pretty much everywhere on like all major like streaming services. And I do know for a fact that it has like a movies everywhere um type of deal where if you have one code, you can like that that code is valid for like every for most, if not like every like um streaming service. Like you know, like video on demand streaming service. So that's really cool if because they they because well because they're part of Sony and Sony usually has that deal with like a lot of movies. So yeah, uh, great. Uh, like I think I believe it's gonna be fourteen dollars. And usually, if it's video on demand, usually three weeks later it's gonna come out like physically on home video as well. But don't take our word for it. Um, yeah, tech- the print releases are already up for the Blu-rays. I just don't have a date on them. By the way. Number one, baby! Woo! <laughs> number one, no, number one, number one fantasy movie on on Amazon. Woo! Something we made, we did something, yay! So, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, Jackie, any any thoughts on 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 this bit of news? I still need to make my <laughs> pre do my pre orders for that, but hey, if it comes on digital first, I think I'm gonna go ahead and make the rest of my family watch it, aka my parents. Although I'm sure my mom will probably watch it at some point because she binge watches everything. Yeah, that's that's another thing I'm wondering about. Like if like they, they're if they're gonna have like a streaming deal down the road as well, or they or like they already got one already set up as well for like when it comes out when it comes out either before it or afterwards, it's gonna be it's gonna be like on like Netflix or Hulu something like that. Um, Bekas, any any thoughts? I'm glad that it's gonna get a physical release. Uh, I would actually encourage people that have the interest in getting it to okay not just pre-order it necessarily but whenever it becomes available to get it as soon as possible because not just because of the issues surrounding the movie itself but physical media in itself has been going down quite a bit in the last like few years and it's something that makes me really sad i'm somebody that will always prefer physical media to digital ones I, I understand the, the the difficulties, the expenses, and it's simply much easier to have it things digitally. But there's nothing like actually having the thing on your hand, and it, it, that's a value of I don't know existence to it in my mind. 
So I, I encourage all people that have the slightest interest of getting it to do so because we don't know what, uh, like, we don't know if it's going to be like only one one run or if it's going to have multiple re releases. Like, just try to get it as soon as, as possible. That's that's what I'm going to be doing. I, I'm I'm just wondering uh, what languages will come with the... With the I was going to say next. Yeah, I hope it includes the Japanese, though, the Latin American... At least, I think if you're purchasing the U.S. Uh, version, if it has especially, it should be the one from Latin America. We don't really tend to get the... Um, Spain one? The, yeah, the... Uh, what is it called? Iberian Spanish? You know, Peninsular yeah. Spanish. Yeah, yeah. yeah Castellano, if you will. But, yeah. uh... So that'll be interesting. But yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm, <clears throat> I'm excited for the release of, of the phys physical version, and I hope to add it to my collection. Hopefully um, with some extras in it, you know, back behind the scenes that would be lovely. Um, any any thoughts on, on this bit of news, Conrader Free? Uh, mostly I just I don't like the practice of the digital coming out first and then the the physical later. I mean, I guess I understand why they do it because you know the the digital sells better most of the time. Like it's a it's a, it's actually a loophole. That's actually what it is. It's a loophole that they that they do because like when it comes to these when it comes to like releases. So they have what's they um they have what, they have like a five week schedule and I believe they have a five week like you know movie first type of thing where a meet or it has to play first in five for five weeks or less in this case and then after those five weeks it has to like spend a couple of weeks where it can like cool off and then they can sell it on video so that's uh, all I mean it annoys me mostly because I like if I I I, I of course wanted digitally. But I know that I'm already going to be buying the physical, and the physical comes with the digital copy. So I don't want to buy the movie twice. Like I, I know that that might be shocking. Like as much as we say support, but I really can't afford to buy the movie twice, like financially. Fair enough. And and so I, I'm going to buy one or the other. So I'm going to have to wait some extra weeks, and that that could be like crucial time to where they like maybe by the time the physical comes out, they're not really paying attention to the sales anymore because then the quote like newness for it being mm -hmm. on like and to be able to watch at home is going to be over with kind of like how they only pay attention to like streaming uh stuff for like the first couple weeks the, yeah the streaming numbers so i don't know if uh, like maybe they will pay attention to it but i just feel like i'm not going to be helping out as much as i would like to you know what i mean you don't have to feel you know something you have to help of course you know you want to try to support the franchise as much as you can within your means but try to look at it this way. I think to to Sony in a way is kind of a second round of selling tickets. If uh, how can I say this? Because let's just you know, there's a lot of people that commented that they hadn't even heard about the movie till pretty much when it came out. So a lot of people already have talked that they wish they're hoping they can see it on demand. So the way I look at it, maybe, you know, for the people that just watch a lot of movies in general, they're going to see them with like, okay, let me just watch this digital. Because a lot of people, even if in a way you're kind of double dipping, some people would just rather pay digitally for a movie, regardless if they watch it once or go back to it. Because they ultimately, they don't want to spend on the physical release and just have extra an extra physical uh, version mm -hmm. of a movie they don't really like. Where I think the physical version is actually more for the collectors that you want that physical copy, or just like, or if you, or if you like, look, I like, or 
in some cases, like look, some people d- just don't believe in in digital. They have a, they have a, they have not uh, they have not acquainted themselves to, to digital, and they want and they want something physical in their hands, no matter what. Me, exactly. Me. <laughs> yeah, you you guys, all all of us all. I I like digital, like I I will say that, but I for this instance specifically, I want the physical because I there's there's so much, not so much. There's so little. I guess, is what I was trying to say. Um, say, say a merchandise over here that's easily obtainable. I, I know that we've kind of gone over like the crane game figures are starting to become more so, and then the the um anime legends figures, you know, but there's not a ton of physical Saint Seiya merchandise. So I I would much rather have in this specific instance the physical version. Whereas usually I'm pretty pretty much a digital person. Like I I don't I, I have I have enough of a of a hoarding issue with like action figures and dolls <laughs> and comic books and everything else i don't need to add a horde of blu-ray like physical discs to that by any means but this is an exception you know you want this, yeah this that. one is definitely an so exception. i think i look at it you know you know good things are worth the wait so you can just hang in a little bit longer you let the uh, other people let them make a little bit more money if you will and you just get your physical copy with that comes with the digital you know yeah and I, and buy some my... popcorn or something so when you do your own you know home theater thing and i was gonna say too like i might actually double dip on it because i kind of want to watch it again and i don't mind paying the 14 dollars because like i don't mind paying it like once like now and then like paying it again like later that's that's no that's no issue for me so like i i, I kind of want like i kind of want to do um so i kind of yeah. want to do that so that way, it's like, look, if push comes to shove, I can actually might use the code as a. I might use use the code that comes with the movie that I get. I might use that as like a, like a <laughs> contest for the show. There you go. <laughs> so you know, just keep on keep an eye out. But um, but yeah, like like I said, um, like it's great to we're gonna be discussing the movie in depth in a little bit. Um, I have my thoughts on the movie, and I'm gonna keep those thoughts you know to myself until until then. What I'm gonna say is like. I think the best way to watch this movie, in my opinion, is if you watch it like, you know, like like this. Like you like watch it like in like in, in a glance and you just kind of like not paying attention to it. And then all, when all of a sudden something cool happens, like you, you start to you can start to react and then you can then you get, you get a little bit more enjoyment out of the movie. Because I think the biggest problem with the movie is that it's just like people kind of went in with the wrong mentality. And um, when I when I get to my review, I'll, I'll explain why. And I'm pretty sure that's what contributing to a lot of the negative reviews. So. Um. Yeah. Why don't we go on to our first? Why don't we go on to our like our subtopic? Originally, this was gonna be one of our main topics, but after thinking, like I said, after thinking about it, we, I think we're just gonna have like a really quick discussion about this. So we're gonna have. So Ray Mana, she released the second part of our documentary. We talked about the first part already back in December, but we finally got the second part back in um back in April, and unfortunately because of timing. It, we just couldn't. We just didn't have time to like make like a proper discussion about it. I mean, we did briefly see it, but I think. Like, but the thing was, one, I was waiting for Comrade Afraid to be available for for him to like watch it, and like I wanted, to, and like I was, and like, and I'm pretty sure too. Like you know, a lot since it was, it's because since it's been um, a while since I watched, it, I'm pretty sure a lot of people forgot about it. So like, I'm not gonna like pressure all you guys to like go and we'll watch it again and something like that. But you know, we we'll have a quick thoughts on on on, on if you do remember it at, at all. Um, Conrader Furry, you wanna you wanna go first? Sure. Um, I have very complicated feelings about it. 
mostly because I am just, I'm just not like a 90s animation kid. I was a 90s kid, but I was never really attached to that like animation style. Um, and I know that sounds kind of petty, but like the Guardians of the Cosmos like style just all together just kind of was a turnoff for me. It was giving very Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, Street Sharks, uh, uh, Extreme Dinosaurs, Biker Mice for Mars, like that kind of era, which I did list off three of those shows that I actually like, but whatever. <laughs> Guess which three? <laughs> There's just whole music playing. Um, but So I... I I was more excited to see if she could find anything from Starstorm. And I understand that she's not going to strike gold every time. Not that Guardians of the Cosmos isn't gold, but for me, the gold, like the the end goal was Starstorm because I've always been so perplexed by that, like 15, 30 seconds of footage that we got. Why is everybody so buff? The original female Shun, probably, question mark. Um, <laughs> just how unhinged death mask is for no reason and you like like even by death mask standards looking pretty unhinged there like i was just i was super excited to see if anything could come of this like did they make a pilot of it did they just record a couple of scenes for that footage to use for the scissor reel like i wanted to know more and we really didn't find out really anything about it and that's again that's because she was hitting dead ends and found more stuff on guardians of the cosmos it just personally didn't resonate with me as a work of fiction um ray always does a great job is always very very thorough with everything um but my dreams of starstorm being like at the end of the documentary she kind of teased that there's more coming but then on twitter she said that she is officially moving on to her next project and that could be just to keep the the viewership and the growth going because these documentaries take a long time. So she might be working on a couple simultaneously. We don't know. But it doesn't look hopeful for her movement on the Starstorm front. So I was a little bit let down. And, and, and again, that's nothing on that, that's no negative reflection or intention on Ray. It was just the circumstances. And it wasn't what I personally was really hoping for. I know that a lot of funny memes and a lot of um, just like it, it, it was. I, I, a relief for the fandom to to be able to laugh at itself without feeling bad because the fandom is pretty divided over the movie people wanting to make light of it and make fun of it and other people just saying hey you're just you're kind of making the fandom look bad if it's making fun of itself at such an important moment but this was an, a, an area where we could all band together and just laugh at something because it was objectively pretty bad <laughs> for for 2023 standards anyway but um yeah i it was it's something that exists, I guess is how I view it right now. Uh Guardians of the Cosmos. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. I'll always watch Raymona's stuff. I've I've been watching her since the Mean Girls uh video game that she was finding and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um good good documentary, kind of a letdown compared to some of the other revelations she she's been able to make in the past. But again, like you can't expect her to work miracles twenty four seven. And not just that too. Like in order to keep, in order, you you mentioned something here. It's like in order for for in order for revenue to come in, I'm pretty sure she had like multiple projects going on. I'm pretty sure that's gonna be put to the side while she's doing something else. And then like later on, we'll we'll know more what happened later with 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 um Starstorm. But for now, I think pretty sure it's like 
it's like I'm pretty sure she wants to like have some sort. She wants to have she wants to have like more consistency with her releases and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's how I see it. Like, I don't think she's just completely abandoning it because like that. That YouTube I mean, is, is hard because if you're not uploading twice a week, the algorithm twice a day. Uh, maybe not that intense, but like I know a lot of YouTubers that like they'll go from doing two videos a week to one video a week, and all of a sudden I'll stop seeing them in existence, and it's like okay, I kind of. I would have liked to have seen their videos still pop up in my feed, you know? Like, yeah, algorithm is nasty. Yeah, that's why we, that's why I keep telling you guys, please, like, like, subscribe, do whatever you can to get us out of it. Because I think <laughs> I can't do, I can only do so much. I can't do, I can't publish five episodes. I can't, I can't publish five episodes a day. Please help me. Um, <laughs> you could if you tried harder. So anyways. <laughs> Anyways, Jackie, do you have any thoughts on on on, on the on the documentary? <clears throat> um, honestly, all you gotta run to watching like the first, maybe the first half of the show. And the what gets what got to me about it is that I kept thinking it was supposed to be an eighties animation when it is from in fact from the nineties. Uh, at least to me, the style seemed more eighties. That being said, you know. The best you can make out of it is the memes, because r- really, it, it is just horrible. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that have been said about, you know, English media projects, when it deserves to be called horror, it does. So I will say, things like the movie does not deserve to be called horrible. This definitely does. There was even some lines in there I personally found that just by, especially by today's standards, because back then, I think, you know, I was like 10 years old. Some of the jokes seemed kind of on the sexist end, which by then, oh god, yes, it gone over my head. But yeah, definitely, oh, no. they're horror. What's uh, the matter, babe? Superman quit on you? Yeah, oh god, <laughs> yes, actually, bang, bang, bang. Uh, do you have any thoughts about um, Jackie? Uh, Other than that, I'll, I mean, well, I'm sorry. I was just saying, I never and did make me laugh though, with that. Okay. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. But that's, I gotta um, contribute. Thank us, please. Reel it back. Okay. Um, okay, I'll try, to make it, I'll try to make it quick, but uh, I loved it for all the wrong reasons. I've been Same. saying that since, since day one. But I was actually thinking about it when, when you when you mentioned that we we're going to talk about this today. Uh, how do I put this? Because unfortunately, I think I don't think that I can properly like get my head out of the the place of the or the particular circumstances of where of where we, I'm watching it from. Because if you got to think about it in in two, in many in many aspects, you got to think about it as the potential to become its own cartoon back in the day which obviously it was not able to fulfill. There's a reason why this became a, a lost media. There's a reason why this is just a pilot that never got actually the green light to become a full full series. Had it become a full series, a, what impact would it have actually had? Would the quality have been better? Would the quality have been more or less the same that we saw in the first episode and never improve and therefore hinder it? Because as you're saying, like it looks like something out of the 80s, but... It, it came out well it would have come out in the beginning of the 90s so I, the audience is can be brutal like i i absolutely absolutely despise the term is um oh what's this term the, the one that they use to refer to media that's old like it's uh antiquated 
No, no, the other one, the the one, the one that they try to use when they want to just wash out. Like uh, it's, uh, oh god. Well, the point is, like people they say, like, oh, it looks old, and they and they don't give it a chance just because of that, without actually trying to look into the thing itself. But at the same time, like looking into the thing itself, I find it incredibly amusing because of what I of the context that I know of, and I can make fun of that, and I can appreciate like the stupidity of how they put those characters into this context, and I like that. But it wouldn't have it, like from what I've seen and from what I've talked with many people, it probably wouldn't have gotten pretty far had it been actually made done so it's one of those things where it's it's difficult to like separate yourself fr from the thing i think that there's a reason like if you want to look at it as a as a matter of fact is the fact is that this did not this project did not see the green light and there were many factors for that and it's probably and and it's probably for the best but at the same time i love discovering the fact that this series that i love so much still has new things to offer and not only that audiovisual media as well that's just lost to time and that just got discovered and i can't help but say god would have would have i loved this thing to have gotten at least one season so that i could have, could have seen what what stupid what other stupid things they could have done with these characters that's all i can say on it i mean you never I mean, if you want to look at it yeah theoretically we could have been looking at a whole different history of how things say develop in the u.s because yeah. it does fall back into how you know why do they keep trying to bring it over here but it's like it's it, how many times has it taken for it to get it right and, so, and a better question is like you know how many times has how many times have they tried and how many times how many other times have they tried and we don't even know about that's mm -hmm. true because like i'm pretty like i said we all we only know about this and starstorm God knows how many other attempts they they tried over the years. I'm pretty sure they've developed. They, I'm pretty sure they must have tried something in the '80s. Or who knows? We wouldn't know. But um, yeah, I'm with Bankas. I like this for all the wrong reasons because I, I love super cartoons like that. I that's my bread and butter. That I, I, you're gonna hear me. This is gonna be the Ramsey's bread and butter hour because like there's a lot of things that's like, that's like up my alley, and I, this is like absolutely up my alley because it's like it's stupid. It's stupid enough where it, I can enjoy it, and I'm pretty sure stupid Ram because if it was 1992. When it was supposed to be released, I would have been nine years old. Um, and around that time, I was trying to remember like what was hot in '92. I remember I was still into Ninja Turtles at the time. Ninja Turtles was still going. That it hasn't. They, they hadn't completely shot the bad. They hadn't shot the bad. The shot the bed just yet. But you know they were starting. It, like the, the returns were starting to wane. Um, I believe Power Rangers would have been released about a year later. Mm-hmm. And that that would have completely then like yeah fuck this fuck fuck Power Rangers fuck um fuck Ninja Turtles Power Rangers is a new thing but um I, I think I would I would have been still watching it and for me what it would have been interesting like I would have not seen Saint Seiya till like ninety four so this would have been something it would have been the inverse if I if I've seen it like this where if I if this did have like one weird if they had one season and then all of a sudden I see this other cartoon with similar looking characters. I would, I wouldn't know what to do. I would absolutely, know, I would have an existential crisis at that moment as like as like a as like an yeah. as an eleven year old watching it because I was like, I know these characters. Why is this character named Seiya? This, I, that guy's named Jake. Why are you calling him Seiya? Hold on. I, I, like I said, I would have been, I would have been in this weird position where like I wouldn't, like I wouldn't know what to do with myself, and then I, everything I knew would have been a lie. So, <laughs> from so 
going so going into this, it would it would have it, it would have been it would have been this weird anomaly because I watched American television more than I watched Mexican television. So that it, it was so my experience my experience would have been very different. And and like I said, like 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 you all like you keep on mentioning, like God knows what what, what would have been like the what what, what how like how you're gonna have to find a way to talk to the alternate universe, Ram. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I'm going to punch that alternate universe Ramsey because I'm pretty sure that alternate universe Ramsey's must have done some horrible things. So it was like, you asshole! Also, give me that. Give me those. Give me those Starstorm toys. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sell them. I'm gonna sell them on eBay. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, it's um. I mean, like I said, like right now, like it's it's like it's the only thing we had. And oh, I remember the point I was supposed to get at now. I remember now. The point I was going to get at is the reason why it looks so antiquated because like it, t- it took them that long to make that sh- to to make shows like that. I'm pretty sure this was in, like I'm pretty sure yeah they found it. In, I'm pretty sure it's labeled '92. My pretty sure it was like '91 and '90 when it, that kind of stuff was still kind of in vogue, maybe sorta kind of. Like it was starting like Ninja Turtles. That's when like the apex of Ninja Turtles was starting to happen in like the '90s, like 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 '91, 1990, 1991. And yeah, it's made by the same people. And they and Ray Mono brought up a good point. It's like at this like this looked exactly like one of their other shows they made, which is a speed racer like continuation they made in that same style. It's it's so mind blowing. I remember watching that show when I was a kid. I was like, was that was that a fever dream I watched when I was a kid? No, it it really happened. <laughs> and um and, and like I said, and it looked exactly like that. And I was like, and, and if you and if anything, we, we would have seen one season of, of that show. And I'm pretty sure. That, like because like how the revolving door of how things are at that time because if they if they're having bandai uh, like you know fronted and elit stuff i'm pretty sure it's like they had they said like one season release few of the toys it's gonna get forgotten because the, their new their new their new cash cow is power rangers so and that and you know that then then that that's how they got and then it's like yo perfect power rangers there's a success story right there yada 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 but yeah, it's, it's it's just interesting to it's just interesting to see like what ifs and stuff like that. And you know, I, mean, I can't wait to see more. But right now, you know, we got we got so much more. To, we got so much more in uh, in the plate. But it it was an interesting little glimpse into like a what if that I was really interested in. That was really interesting. And yeah, like I said, it reminds me very depending on how you feel. I enjoyed it. Ben Cus liked it. Jackie hasn't finished it yet. I'm very afraid he has has very strong strong opinions. But you know, hey. That's what make, that looks, that's what makes us that's what makes us all unique and we'll, and we'll um and we'll kind of we'll kind of like go from and we'll go from there. All right, then, guys, we have to talk about the movie. Yeah. Do you want to take this? Do you want to do this? How we usually do our like our reviews? Like, where you want Bankos to like just give us a quick overview and then we then we go from there. The quick overview is the first episode of Saint Seiya, and there you go. That's the overview. <laughs> Six out of ten. My review. But um... I mean, I'm not wrong. It's like they, my, I actually had a friend, uh, shout out to Rika. Uh, she was asking me, she's like, I've never watched the anime or read the manga, but I kind of want to like, I want to check this out. Is it beginner friendly? And I was like, if you really feel like you need to watch the source material, you only have to watch the first episode. <laughs> Cause like, it doesn't go much further beyond that. It stays, it stays very much within the origins of Seiya getting the Pegasus cloth. And I mean, it definitely diverts out and does its own thing and adds a lot to it. But as far as like where the plot goes, this really only covers the, the very, not even all of the first episodes. So it's, it's, I mean, that's it. Like Seiya gets the Pegasus cloth. That's the plot. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, so um, um, you know what? Let, let's let's just jump into this discussion. Let's let, let's not bother with like the because like you, you are correct, and that was that was going to be one of my complaints. It's like it is kind of a paper thin story to be honest. So, um, Jackie, do you want to you want to take you want to start with with anything you want to bring up first? <laughs> to be honest, I mean, I think the movie was really great. Uh, especially for the budget that they had that as we've been learning it was a lot less than originally announced um what what keeps what has bothered me more than anything these people have you know outside of the u.s have pretty much been ripping the movie apart not everybody but you have a lot of people that just keep saying oh it was just made for the u.s and all that i think if you have missed the point that this movie above all is intended for to introduce a whole new demo i guess not even demographic just a whole i guess new sort of set of fans into what the same say a franchise just like you know the time odyssey comic book will be doing mm-hmm. and so i think it's and that movie was meant to be a blockbuster movie but I think it was it's still enjoyable. And I don't think it's nearly as horror as people have been saying on and on, oh, it's the next Dragon Ball Evolution. But mm. I never watched that horrible thing because Thank I think the, pre- the previous, I mean, from what I remember, that I, I guess the, the trailers that I saw on TV were enough to tell me, like, no, I'm not even going to bother with this. Here's the thing. I um, took my brother and my sister with me. Um... They they're general anime fans, but they not say say a fans. And also took my best friends. I mean, those same thing. And general anime fan, but has never got into say say. All three, they told me that they really enjoyed it. Um, they thought the action sequences were pretty very interesting. Um, my best friend, the one thing she commented personally that she didn't see, she didn't find it necessary that they were kind of pushing the whole um. Seiya, Saori, or say Sienna thing. Uh-huh. But I guess it just depends on how you view that. That they slightly push it, kind of, you know, try to sort of hint at their coupling. But it was still, and I think it just depends on if you view it as that, you can easily ignore it. I don't think that's something they were going to delve into it, and definitely not in, in the movie. Um, my, well, my brother pointed out that he really enjoyed it, he liked the action sequence. And he says that it's very rare to see a movie that's actually, that's actually used, that focuses a bit more on Greek mythology. Of course, there's a lot of fantasy movies that take things from Greek mythology, but this one was actually, had a focus on that. And he personally, to him, that made the movie more attractive to watch. And definitely will be down for, you know, seeing more of it. So I think that there's potential that, I think, you know, there's a, I guess I'll go on to other things about it that, you know, the movie could have had a much bigger reception, but I think a lot of things weren't weren't handled right, done right by Sony, especially like the marketing. And I think that's what made the movie suffer the most because I don't think it's bad at all. I'd give it like a seven and a half out of ten. I would almost give it an eight, to be honest, because okay. I do think it's good. Um, do you have any 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 initial thought any initial thoughts um on Bankhouse? Yeah, okay. To begin with my initial thoughts on the movie, I think that I need to put into context the feeling that I got when I saw this thing at the premiere, which was a bit unfortunate because I think that unfortunately I got 
let's call it a preview of the storm that was about to unfold. Because once the movie was over, you could feel the breath taken out of the room. Unfortunately, the experience was my experience. Like I, I, I can say my experience with the movie itself, with the product itself, and the experience watching the thing. And the experience watching the thing was kind of like, oh god, I kind of, I kind of saw where this was going. Uh, and I can somewhat say, see why. Okay, let, let let me read back and just focus on the movie itself. The movie itself is, I I liked it. I did enjoy it. It has some amazing scenes. It has a fan, some fantastic pieces that really, really, I really loved. And I think that overall it captures the essence of Saint Seiya. But it is flawed in many aspects, particularly when it comes to the storytelling of the plot that it's trying to portray in this iteration. And I think those are those are the biggest criticisms that I'd like to go into more detail later, because the plot does suffer a lot for trying to do too much in just such a short amount of time and some things that i thought they were that the idea were the ideas were good but the execution was not if i had to give it a number i don't like doing that i always hated doing that but for the sake of having like a comparisons and, and a point of view from, from each of us i'd give it a seven out of ten all right afraid i i know you gave, i know you gave your like your five cent review but do you have any initial thoughts on the movie itself anything of your initial impressions or your initial thoughts on it it's it's complicated um, because I like remakes. I like I, we've talked about this plenty of times before. I like remakes. I like seeing the something that I enjoy through somebody else's eyes, uh, how they interpret it, how they think it should be interpreted to everything. Um, does that mean that I always think that that they're successful? No, I mean like there's like like. The Jim and the Holograms movie, I think if they would have taken the Jim and the Holograms aspect out of it and just made it like a, a pop star, like a YouTube pop star movie, I think it would have done phenomenal, but it didn't really capture the essence of that show. Um, the show is so there, there's so many key elements to the show that were there with this movie. I feel like they got a lot of the key elements. I really liked that they didn't shy away from using the correct terminology. Um even if uh, the Mr. Um, Keto kept saying Cosma instead of Cosmo, which annoyed the shit out of me, uh, they definitely said Cosmo a bunch, which I was I was kind of surprised at. I thought maybe um, because it's kind of um, Japan. Japan thinks anything in English sounds cool, but when you put it in like a serious setting, it's like. Is the word Cosmo going to be able to be taken seriously by the wider, you know, English speaking audience? But they went with it. So I was glad about that. Um, they did use some of the dub names um, from the Netflix show, which we already knew and expected. I I did a double take when they said Patricia because I had forgotten that her <laughs> that his sister's name went from Seika to Patricia. Uh, but yeah, it, overall, I, I let the. Well, I, I the, at the very, very end, I was disappointed, but we can get to that in a little bit. But the overall experience for me was very positive. I actually went with one of our viewers who I've uh, became friends with, uh, Griffey, who is your friend, Miko. Um, and I know, sorry, I keep going back between calling you Jackie and Miko. I just read. <laughs> oh, no, it's, no worries. <laughs> it's the same. Sometimes I, I like a lot of Cole Griffey. And yeah, that is her name. <laughs> but, you know, for me, Whatever happens, you know, whatever happens with the movies commercially and whatnot, 
that for one, I am really happy that you guys got to meet because you know. I mean, we live in the same city, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but you know, th that is big when you get to meet meet a online friend, become you know real life friends. So, and even just having another person to like in person talk to about Saint Seiya, like I really don't have anybody like in my personal life like that I interact with face to face that I I can I talk to let alone Saint Seiya, but really anime in general about, because it's just not, like, a lot of my friends just aren't super into it. But yeah, it was it was, it was definitely an experience. Um, the overall experience was very, very good for me. I think that I, I kind of knew what to expect. I kind of knew that they were going to kind of, like, grid it up a little bit visually. I had a feel that they were going to kind of gloss over some of the more complex details like his sister being taken and what really happened with that and a few other things and for what they did i feel like it was done pretty well i feel like it definitely had an american lens on it and it's definitely an american movie it feels like a lot of other similar action genre movies in that respect but you know um i i don't think it deserves a lot of the hate that it's gotten i think that people and this is just my opinion, but I think that people it, it, it goes it harkens back in my mind to um, to Sailor Moon Crystal. People said for years they wanted a panel by panel adaption of Sailor Moon that it would be so much better if they cut all of the filler out, all of the episodes where there's no plot progression, all of that stuff is just gone, and they just adapt the manga. And they did that and everyone hated it because manga and animation are two different mediums. And I think that animation and live action are two different mediums. And, and film and television are two different mediums. There's, the way you tell the story has to be different. The cultures that they were grown in organically are very different. It was going to be, it, it wasn't going to be a frame for frame recreation of the anime or the manga. Like it, that just wasn't going to happen ever under any circumstance. So when you kind of divorce that thought from your brain and view it as more of a like, let's see what they were able to do with this story that we're already familiar with and what they can still surprise me with. And they managed to do that. So I don't think that it was a bad film at all. I would say probably eight as well out of 10. I I, I actually want to add a, a little bit on what you were just saying about, about using the Sailor Moon example, because I've noticed something and I was thinking about it. Somebody else told me this. Actually, they kind of made me wonder on that. But have you noticed how, because let's think about it. This is in the end, this is an, an adaptation, an adaptation of a particular source material. But so is practically 99% of the comic book movies that are out there. And some of the greatest comic book movies like Batman from Tim Burton, like the original uh, Christopher Reeve Superman, the original Spider-Man films, all of those, they, they, they take elements from the source material, obviously, and they incorporate it into the story they're telling. But it's not a, 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 a panel by panel, a shot by shot recreation of what was in those specific comic books. They're not wearing the same clothes. They're not. They don't have the exact same physiques. Like you know where I'm going with this, right? Like, and yeah. for example, for comic book movies, you don't see people. Obviously, there are some some people like that, right? But it's a very minor, minor, uh, very a very minor. Minor uh, number of people that that go there, and that, and usually nobody really pays them attention. But what is specifically about live action from a Japanese properties? And I say Japanese properties because this could be either video games, manga, or anime. What is it about that particular media that is just so 
despised on a on a guttural level by people that cannot that they cannot allow like they, they always go to the extremes of of saying like if it's not exactly like the source material then it's it equals bad but when they put things that are from the exact same material they always they, they always have something to complain about that's the that's the point that i'm trying to make and i think that it happens mostly with anime and manga adaptations and i, Do I just know, don't know why that is i have I the answer for you idea. i don't know if anybody's gonna like the answer but i have the answer but um, first, Jack, you want to say something? No, I, one thought I was just having as Becca was mentioning is that my my friend that I took to the movie, she has always mentioned to me that people, you know, Westerners, if you will, there's so much tendency to put Japan on this pedestal mm. of being this immaculate perfection of everything. Oh, God. And everything, anything that you could say is a spinoff of that being produced by the West. It's just so underneath it. And I'm thinking that maybe that's what's been going on, you know. Unfortunately, it's happened with every live action, you know, for coming from Japanese me. And I'm saying it's just the live live action has been just the next victim of that. Um, Here's here's what it is. And you're on the right. You're on the right path there. You're on the right way of thinking. And the reason why I know is because I used to be one of these people. Please, nobody hate me. Um, But when we talked a little bit earlier about the big early 2000s anime boom, it really kind of started in the late nineties when Toonami really started taking off. And then it just, there was this big boom. There was all these people like pioneers started coming out with English dubs for stuff. And you had ADV and you had manga entertainment and um, Genion, all these, all these places were releasing stuff like just flooding the market. And people uh, like it, people got really diehard fans of some of these shows. And because it was so different than what we were having at the time, um, I can't remember if it was on this podcast or it was on Silly Moon Says, where we kind of talked about how a lot of cartoons or, or animation at the time, except for like Pixar and stuff like that, were telling stories that were more sitcom style, where everything would reset at the end of the episode and go back to normal. And most anime was serialized where there would be a cliffhanger or there would be some big plot revelation that happened that carried over to the next episode. It wasn't like a complete reset back to square one with every episode. And that had definitely been done in other places before, but as far as like media targeted towards kids and teens, it really wasn't a thing in the United States at the time. And so that kind of led to a lot of anime fans having this like conflation that Japan, like like you were saying, Jackie, a lot of anime fans think that Japan is like infallible and this, like everything they do mm-hmm. is amazing. Even their flops are better than anything America could come up with in its wildest dreams, which isn't fair or true by any means. Like Japan has some real crap animes and the U S has some really, really amazing television shows that can, are like of the same caliber especially nowadays but because of that mentality it's just like anytime i mean if you think back if, if, i don't know if you were in the fandom at the time but if you think back to like 2008 ish where if you you were either a dub person or a sub person and you hated if you were a dub person you hated every sub person if you were a sub person you hated every dub person yep. Those aren't the rules that's just how life was at the time <laughs> and it's it's very that it's it's very you know, anytime America tries oh, to make still, even the still smallest change, yeah, anytime America tries to make the slightest change to anything Japanese, it's seen as like the end of the world or any like 
but but the the problem is is that people don't have a good understanding of how languages work and you can't directly translate a lot of stuff you it's like translation is an art form it's not a science um but i'm getting a little sidetracked but basically what it can what it boils down to is a lot of anime fans a lot of people that are into this think that american creatives are completely inept and to be fair that's what we got for most of the 90s and 2000 like the the uh or like up to 2010 2015-ish was just them not putting a lot of effort them editing a lot of this anime them kind of ripping out the the cultural revel- relevance of a lot of these shows so anime fans have a reason to feel this way but the thing is, is that it's not necessarily like that anymore but the feeling is still there so anytime you get an anime movie adaption people are instantly going to think it's trash even before they see a poster they're just going to assume that it's going to be hot garbage and it's it, there there haven't been a lot of good anime adaptions because again um a, a lot of anime is cultural like a lot of what's in there is cultural and i feel like a lot of creators don't get that but I, the 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 people behind this movie did get it and i feel like they still included a lot of stuff to try and make it successful to non-anime fans but they didn't completely forget about the anime and, and manga fans in this and i feel like people need to realize that there's got to be a balance if they just made a com- a completely like a, a movie to cater completely to anime fans and do it completely it would have flopped a hundred times harder than it did because most moviegoers in the United States aren't accustomed to that. They're not accustomed to that kind of humor that comes along with that. They're not accustomed to the kind of storytelling uh, or, or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But I, I feel like they tried to balance between what the fans wanted and what Hollywood would enjoy. Did yeah. it, was it successful? Not 100%, but you, there's no way to be 100% successful when you're trying to appease two polar opposites groups, you mm-hmm. know? So it landed somewhere in the middle. It landed in the middle much more successfully than a lot of other um, adaptions. People like to say that Dragon Ball Evolution was the worst. I I personally think that um, Death Note is the worst anime adaptation. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. I blocked, that. I blocked that out of my brain for so long. Thank you for thank you for reminding me that. Well, because they they wrote themselves into a corner and then just made up something in the end to be able to succeed. And it really I hated it. I hate it with all of my being. Anyways. Uh, but but yeah, uh it, it's they they landed somewhere in the middle of trying to appease everybody, but I think that anime fans sometimes just need to lighten up a little bit. You just because it's not Japanese doesn't mean that it's trash. And in the year of our Lord 2023, I still know people who feel that way, even though they don't speak the Japanese language and all they know is how to say baka and that's about it. And but they still think that if it's not Japanese, it's trash. They listen to J pop and don't know what the songs are about. And you know, we all know those people, but just stop it, <laughs> just, just don't do that. Yeah, and sorry uh, that I brought and sorry that I brought that a topic, but I think that it is important for this particular discussion for the following. When, uh, and first of all, let me be perfectly clear about something, and to all the listeners and, and to everybody here. One thing is to be able to criticize something, but having arguments and having like a certain foundation to what you're criticizing, and and there may be there may be valid or they may be good uh, points to what everybody is is seeing on this on this project and it's perfectly valid to to like dislike and to be critical of aspects that you think were not 
uh, that did not fulfill a particular standard when it comes to any type of product. This movie is not excluded by any means. The reason why I brought that theme up is because, unfortunately, I brought that 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 topic because I think that it's it's a particular illness that uh, ails uh, anime and manga adaptations that again rears his head here and it's something generalized not just about this particular franchise or this particular movie but at the same time also i think i can see why the reaction were so in intense because this is uh, because people usually expect to see like that, that that's the thing and that's the question that i was making in my head like what exactly are they expecting then are they expecting to see scenes from the anime because let's not kid ourselves here most people w wouldn't even care if they did not touch anything from the manga they they would they immediately look to the anime when it comes to saint seiya okay fair enough Let, let's go with that what are exactly are they expecting are they expecting to see the scenes recreated shot by shot here just with human beings like, what's the point of that? Like, uh, I, I can, I can understand certain arguments. For example, okay, the whole, the the way that the clots were made in this movie, it has been like, uh, Tomek Baginski has gone on an inter interview and said that apparently, even talking with Kurumada, he didn't want them to just replicating the the manga and anime uh, uh, clots in, into this live action. That they, he wanted them to do something more original or more organic to the movies. You get it's a valid argument to say that maybe they could have compromised and, and, and gotten to a design that was a bit more like on the middle ground or trying to be uh, get a little bit more on the center to not go too far away from the original designs to the designs that we got in the end. That are, for example, for me, are, are an acquired taste. I've gotten used to them, but I would be lying if I said that I liked them the first time that I saw them. Uh, but the, 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 the whole point that I'm trying to make here is please. Like, it's okay to be critical of the thing, but do try to, in the first place, be civilized, and in the second place, try to present your arguments in a way that, that makes sense to why you're criticizing those aspects, so oh, that we can move criticism. on. Mm -hmm. As close as we can get to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was going to be one of my points I was going to say. The reason why, I, why I've been saying, like, oh man, this is not my jam, because I didn't go in with those expectations. But w the way this movie was presented to me whenever I went to, whenever I saw it, and when I saw it at WaterCon, was it was like a cheesy made for video movie from the very beginning that's what i that's what i always that's what i wanted from the movie and what did i get out of it a cheesy made for made for video movie like i said this is the kind of movie that i was if it was made in 1994 or 95 around the time that like saint sale was at its apex in like mexico and like brazil um this would have had like shane kasugi king kasugi's son as seiya and michael dudikoff as um as um as Spiki. And maybe like Cynthia Rothbart as 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 um as, as Marin, because like you know, but that's but the thing is, I love those movies. Like you put a movie with like with Scott Atkins in it, I'll watch it. Like you know, the best part of John Wick Four, despite my complaints, is him is him kicking everyone's ass in the fat suit. Like I I that's my shit. Like you know, and and you already have already you already have like a lovely and you have like one of like the biggest like you know. Big big named actors that do those kinds of movies in the form of um in the form of Mark Dacostas because he does a lot of those types of movies. Like, the the man the man's a machine. He'll like make like two movies that he'll make like two movies similar the same way. He's like yeah, what's up? And then go back later and start and just and then talk about like Iron Chef or something like that. But I went in with those expectations saying that maybe this is not like I I knew right away that 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 was going to be like I, I was scared to death that this movie was going to be below that. And believe it or not. I because of my low expectations, I came out of it enjoying it a little bit more because I had 
of different kind of expectation when it comes to movies. And I guess that that's another thing. People, people are. I think a lot of people are kind of trained to like two for one for one. Like they can't. They they cannot get the. They cannot get their brains out of their their heads. That like they cannot get their their heads out of their butts saying that. Um, but thinking that um, movies have to be treated and have to be done in a very different manner than than than, than any other medium. Every medium is has to be created in a very different manner, and different movies have to be created in a different way too. I can't compare this movie to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which I saw at the same, time, which I saw afterwards. Both of those movies are great, but they're great in their own unique ways. In in the Guardians of the Galaxy, they they found like you know after so many like uh, failures of trying to like get some sort of emotional impact, they did all the emotional impacts all at once, and they did it a very in a very beautiful way. And it hit and it hit and it hit all the right marks perfectly. And I was expecting because like I had expectations because I know James Gunn can do that type of thing. Um. When I and I and too, it's also established franchise. That I knew that it was going to be what it, I had. I knew I was, was going into it, expecting what was what was going to be from from that. And I, the only way I can compare those that movie to like would be would be as contemporaries in, in MCU. It's the same thing. I, it's the same thing I have to say when I when it comes to a Fast and Furious movie. I don't grade those movies the same way as <laughs> I don't grade those movies the same way because I understand. I, I look. Look. I am seeing Vin Diesel take take a dodge of a, a, a dodge a dodge charger. He's like going off like he he's on fire, going off like fifty different cars, and then smashing into and then smashing into into a building, and then coming out of it afterwards with no with no cuts, no no nothing, just just like you know comes out. We're still wearing tank top, like perfectly crisp and clean, sing family. <laughs> so I like I go into those movies with a very different expectation. I. I I go. I, I go. Go on. I was gonna say I have a hot take that I would. I, I'm. I'm glad that we're doing this podcast so that it will be immortalized, so I can find out if I'm right or not. Um, <laughs> so Power Rangers, same, really similar vein to Saint Seiya. You know, team friendship, using special powers. You know, saving the planet. You know that that kind of stuff. The 2017 Power Rangers movie every month. On Twitter, because I'm part of the Toku Twitter and Power Rangers Twitter, like tangentially, I don't post a lot, but I follow a lot of people. Every month, there's somebody on there that posts that are like, "Man, we we were too quick to judge this movie. We were too hard on it. I wish we would have supported a little bit more, so it could have we could have saw where they were had the vision to take the story." I have a feeling that this movie is going to get similar treatment, maybe yes. not as often and as frequently because. I I 100 feel like the Power Rangers movie was ten times of a better movie than this movie. I I was so crushed that it didn't succeed because I felt like the cast was perfect. I feel like they did everything right with that movie, and people still didn't want to support it. But um, I I just I have a feeling that maybe not next year, maybe not not 2025, but in a few years, the fandom is going to go on whatever social media exists at the time because it won't be Twitter. We 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 know it won't be. But whatever social media exists at the time and just be like, man, we were too hard on this movie because I, I unfortunately, I feel like this might be the end of this movie franchise. It'll just most likely just have one movie because yeah. it, it just yeah. it, it was it was kind of doomed before it started for yeah, a lot we, of reasons. Yeah, but, but I, I think that when people when, when some time, some distance gets put between uh, like the movie and us people are going to think about it differently when they go back and rewatch it. I, I sincerely do. Yeah. And like I said, like we have to, like a lot of people have to leave that mentality of like, 
the, like they can't compare this movie to like Citizen King. Obviously, that's like comparing apples and oranges. And you you can't compare this movie to like Grind to the Galaxy because like those two movies are completely different to each other in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. Again, the best way to like do this kind of argument for this movie is to compare it with something else that's more comparable. And let's just say the closest movie I can think of in like the last couple of months that's kind of like that is John Wick 4. It kind of hits a lot of those marks of like it has a bunch of like B and C list actors in it. They're all doing a crazy stunt and it looks kind of it looks kind of crazy. And you know, but they put in a lot, but they put their full ass into it and they they, they did they did a good job. And in this case, you know, I think it, I think I think this movie did better because they, they because they didn't have that weird third hour. I was like, oh my god, why do we need that third hour? <laughs> so speaking speaking of the actors, a lot of the reviews that I saw said that. Uh, Makanyu, is that how you say his name? I'm so bad. Makanyu, Makanyu. They they said that he was his acting was bad. I didn't think he was that bad. No, like, I, I, I don't think him. that he definitely wasn't like a seasoned actor. But I didn't think that like I've seen some. I I I watched Saber Sparks channel. Okay, I've heard and seen some bad acting. That was not bad. That that was definitely like freshman level performance of an actor and considering but, too, but, but considering considering too that, that that english is not his first language as well so true is so it? like and he like i you i wouldn't have known that english wasn't his first language 100 like he sounded very fluent and very like confident and calm and he was born in la but i wonder if he i and i haven't looked this up so, so i can't but, um, tell you someone else up here or in japan uh, but someone else, because like he, I mean, he is the son of Tony Chiba, so like obviously he's he he must have been, he must have had he must have split his time between Japan and um and L.A. as well. Um, but someone someone else said something. Uh, was it Banks? Were you about to say something? I was gonna say that I don't like. Here's the thing: appreciation and what is good is bad. I hate those uh, using. Well, I only like to use those words when it comes to expressing your own opinion on them. If you, for example, if if any of you tell me, "Oh, I think it was bad because this, this, and that," then I can see, like then it's understandable that it, that's the point of view where you're coming from and why you see it like that. I don't think that his acting was bad. I think that what does show on his acting is. I think Kevin Ryder first said it better. Like it's like a first timer. Well, like a freshman acting i i did feel him very stiff and i think that was the problem with his uh, performance it was kind of stiff in some yeah way. yeah but i wonder I, if that's the division they have for saying though yeah i feel i feel like he was supposed to be standoffish and like i i i understand that that like the say we know and love is like kind of wisecracking and a jokester and a little bit more approachable but this version felt like they were intentionally trying to make him like closed off because of the whole sister because they they really pushed the the trauma with his sister being kidnapped that i mean they showed that flashback eighty six thousand times so it had to have been in different before. angles in different ways yeah altogether. yeah oh yeah. just over and over again the same flashback but not not frame like shot for shot but yeah it it's like we got in. three stages you got the original ones but you could say between the og manga and the og anime their newer take with the cgi that have Personally, that so far is my favorite. And now, but I don't, yeah, this uh, newer say uh, is doffish, but at the same time, like I found that annoying, but not where you think, oh, just like it's a bad performance. I just think it it just made me not want to like him as a character at first, but it kind of <laughs> like it's, um, 
like it, it's it it's merited because of everything that he's going through in, in the within the movie. But it feels like he's starting to open up. So I think that was intentional and not necessarily bad, bad acting. Yeah, and, he, and for example, if you look at the character of Seiya itself in the movie, I think that, okay, maybe the execution wasn't the best, but the, the way that they wanted to present it from being, okay, this kid that was an orphan, that basically raised himself uh, since he was little, uh, fighting on the streets, and then slowly be accepting this and, and being able to become a Knight of Athena, and it, like slowly transitioning from that kind of like a moody, uh, uh, dreary personality into what is more the core aspect of Seiya's more outburst and outgoing personality. You can see that transition because it is in the movie. And I think that the resolution with Seiya was actually one of the best aspects of it because it, like it finally kind of gave him like this 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 peace of mind to himself because they tell him like the, the the one that you're trying to protect is not is not your sister it's yourself because okay they, they represent him as this scared little boy that that feeling never left him until he's able to to make the resolution in the movie and after that that's when he's a proper knight in my in, and i think they were they really portray that well in the film maybe the execution itself is what can be dissected and, and criticized but the idea itself and what's presented there perfectly shows what they were going for yeah um i, I you know if i if i were to, like i guess another re another reason why i think mckinney's um, um acting is kind of stiff is because like we get to see him so much because like a lot of the, a lot of it is a lot of it they have to put a lot of it all of it because he is like the main character so and usually a lot of times when he's in movies i believe in i believe the last movie i saw him was in fast and the furious tokyo drift and he didn't play a major part in the movie, but he was in it and he was fine. But I think because like they, the, the 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 pressure was on to him to like to carry that movie on his back, especially with his popularity and also because too, you know, he is the main character of this of this franchise. I guess like they had they they like you know it kind of like it kind of came out a little bit like you know in, in his acting a little bit. But um, Do you yeah, guys want me to blow your mind? Go on. Speaking of actors and what they've been in and stuff. So um, we, we, we've been kind of dancing around some of the bigger spoilers in this, um, but this is a spoiler review. So I'm going to go ahead and say that this is going to explicitly be a spoiler if that's something that you're looking to avoid. <clears throat> but there were a few different cameos in the movie. Um, of course, we had the one that we already really knew about, which was... Um, Jackie. Jackie. But Me. also... Yeah, <laughs> Jackie was there. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Um, but no, also Dr. Tease was in the movie. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that they never said his name. Um, so they're, they, we start off with Saya being in like these, um, they're not really street matches, but it's like obviously like an underground fighting ring. It's got like mm -hmm. kind of UFC vibes if UFC was illegal and they were trying to keep it on the hush hush. Um, and he was one of the fighters in there. But they, uh, he starts to come into his Cosmo as the movie starts. And that alerts the Gerards to uh, Gerards. I keep wanting to say Gerards. The Gerards <laughs> to come after him. And so uh, Mr. Keto also comes after him. And Mr. Keto dispatches this fighter to help out. Like It's one of his operatives who gets kidnapped and they promptly just stop caring about. And this man literally gets tortured, never gives up Keto's name or location at all. 100% loyal, but but they just like let him just rot in jail forever. Like no resolution of the story. But that actually was Docrates. And um 
I was the the entire every time it showed him, I was like, he looks so familiar. This man has been in everything. Yes, he yeah. has. It's CJ Storm. TJ Storm's been in so much shit that you won't. Believe. He was in VR Troopers. That's where I remembered him from. He was one of he was Doom Master, one of the villains from VR Troopers. That's You're the guy, you know, you guys, you guys remember the first Mortal Kombat movie from '95? Yeah, yeah. You never that. You never like. You never the. You know, you know the guy Goro kills, mm-hmm. and then oh, that's like, him. Oh! Yeah, that's him. Huh? But you want to know the craziest part of this? Go on. A really prolific mocap actor. He has done the motion capture for all of the recent Godzilla movies. Uh, he, he, he is Godzilla. For, yeah. He well, he did the motion capture for. Yeah, it. that's why I said he's he's doing he, he is he yeah, he is doing the motion capture. Yeah, he was the he did the motion capture for Colossus and Deadpool. He mm-hmm. did the motion capture for the newer Predator movies. Like he it, he was in he did motion capture for the Green Lantern movie, the one that everybody hated. Like this guy is like really really big name behind the scenes, like in, in like the production phases of big movies, and mm-hmm. it just it blew my mind that that was because the entire time we were watching it, I was like, he looks so familiar, like. And, and you know, me and Griffey were spent spent like a good portion of the movie trying to figure out who the hell he was. Like I was like, is that supposed to be like shitty you or Oh, that would be great. We knew like n- not to not to sound politically incorrect, but we knew it probably wasn't Shun because I couldn't imagine them not having Nero and Shun be related still, like either brother, sister or brothers. Brother brother. Also, too, I, I, if it was me, I would have went for a, a Latino actor as well to like compliment on Diego de Noco. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm saying. Like they they wouldn't have had this like because like he's a very dark skinned, beautiful yes. black man. But I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine them trying to pass them off as being brothers. Like yeah, that would be a little tasteless in my opinion. So I was like, it's not Shun. Is it supposed to be Shidiu? But Shidiu is very like like very heavily implied to be Asian. You know, obviously. Yeah. So I don't and, think him, and so I don't like, think I don't think I don't think a guy like him would exist in Russia. Yeah, so it, it was just it was a little bit. We were just like, who is this? Like, it's it's got to be somebody important. And it was freaking Docker. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I think I, I knew about that because um I knew T.J. Storm was in the movie, and that's how I that's how I like I knew I was like, hey, it's that guy. I love that guy. And I think it was Pollux. Pollux said like Pollux mentioned his name. I was like, are you serious? Was that really? Was that really? Was that really? Was T.J. Storm supposed to be um? Um, Socrates is like, oh yeah, like, huh. <laughs> what do you know? He was just, also in the live-action Conan the Barbarian show. Oh like, lord, he was in, like I said, he was in everything. He was in so many things that, like, like I said, like you've seen something with him or you heard him in something. He's the voice of Strider in Marvel vs. Cap and all the Marvel vs. Capcom games. He was in an episode of Common Rider Dragon Knight, the the really bad American version of, well, the the bad but better American version <laughs> of Common Rider. It's, I, I love that. That's a good. I forgot about Master Rider. Master Rider was a disaster. That's a the the Common Rider Dragon Knight was good. I don't know what you're talking about. Also, it. also, also the, also the also the guy who played uh, also the guy who played uh, um the, the the other the other master. He's also in that show too. And that's also played by Doctor Cottis. Oh, he did a lot of video game uh, mocap too, like for the yeah. Resident Evil games, yep. and for uh, Evolve and a few other ones. Yeah, but the, the one the one that that stood out the most was like, yeah, he's the guy that he's the guy that like they fucking the, the guy that Goro kills in, in Mortal Kombat the first movie. He's like, and they like because always because like, that scene is always hilarious because like we don't know who this guy is, but here's Johnny Cage going no. Yeah. 
his role is literally guest uh, fighter. Guest fighter. On- <laughs> yeah, and he, and yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy that he kills, and it's like that's right. That that was him. That was him. But regardless, um, we have gotten so far out. But you, but, but you see what you see what we're getting at here. It's like it has a lot of those types of actors. I love those kinds of those movies where you can see stuff like that. And um, and like I said, like you can't compare this movie to you can't you can't compare this movie to Guardians of the Galaxy because I think that, that 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 has like a little bit more it has way more of a higher budget. And two, it has like a lot more named actors and stuff like that. The only thing again, like I said, this is the only thing I'd be comparable would be like John Four. And I think this movie is a lot better than John Wick Four because it's not three freaking hours. Right. But um, but so like the point I'm trying to get at, like like uh, the, the the whole the whole roundabout way of saying of my of of, of it, like, giving a review as well, is I yeah just going like so basically like you have to go in for a different kind of like like you have to have like very different expectations when it comes to this movie. You cannot compare this to the anime, which I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. They're directly comparing this to the anime, and they want what's the anime. But you can't compare that. They want to comp- like, you want to compare it to like other movies, but you can't compare it to other movies. You got like yeah, you can compare it to other movies, but you can't compare it to another movie that 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 that's a lot more successful that has a lot more of a budget. You kind of have to like aim lower, <laughs> and once you start aiming lower, that's when that's when you start that's when you start to like that's when you start to get like that's what things that's when you start piecing things together. Like I said, it's a good Sunday afternoon movie. I'll turn if it's on TV. Like if I'm like watching if I'm on watching TV, like I'm like. You know, randomly like just watching TV and it, and it's on. I'll sit down and watch it, and I'll because it, it, one, it didn't cost me, it didn't cost me fifteen dollars to watch, so I, that's great for me. So it's like, and two, I'm not watching, I'm not watching at a specific time. I, I just stumbled upon it, and yeah, and because and I think because like you know, because like you know, like it, and that's how it should be viewed. It shouldn't be viewed like this, like this, this, like we shouldn't be viewing this so harshly with with like this lens, then start examining things. And if you're trying to look at things like you know, if you want to take, if you want to compare things to something like I think, like you said, like just compare it to like the John Wick Four. But if you want, like, if you want my real opinion, I think you like this movie would be more better suited to be compared to say American Ninja to the 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 confrontation. That that's I a, what I was just. I have a question for you guys because um, oh, me right. and Griffey were talking after the movie. Um, she and I sat and watched the entire credits, clinging to the desperate hope that there would be a post-credit scene, but there is not. Um, Marvel has kind of ruined everybody on that. Now, every yes, they have post-credit scene. But the the elephant in the room is that Shun, Shiryu, and Hyoga are not in the movie at all. Yeah. Would you so so one of my biggest criticisms of I, I sorry to bring this movie up all the time. I know it probably makes everybody projectile vomit when I say it, but my my biggest criticism with the Jim and the Holograms movie wasn't all the changes that they made. It was their wishy-washiness with their commitment to not including the misfits. Because when they originally brought up the movie, they said the misfits are gonna be the main plot of the second movie, the first movie. Because this is when they thought there was hope. <laughs> the The first movie is to set up the core four girls and to show you their friendships and their struggle and to make you really feel for them as a group of friends and their their stuff. But then they scrambled and included this post credit scene where they hired Kesha and three women who I don't even think were credited um, to be the misfits and did a post credit scene and teased us because by this point everybody knew there was not going to be a second one so the the post credit scene was just there 
to try and like cling to any hope that there would be a second movie. Would you guys have liked there to be a post credit scene that showed the other three bronze knights that we didn't get to see? Or do you think that because we're not going to, I don't want to say we're never going to get a second movie. We might, we, we still don't have all the figures from everywhere. We don't know what even their goal with this movie was. So because the budget wasn't that much, so it wouldn't, technically cost them a ton to make another one do you guys think that you would have liked to see a post-credit scene that had those three bronze knights in it that we were missing or would you rather them not have included it because there's a high risk that we it would have never paid off into anything and we never would have got it anyway like how do you guys feel on that front i personally am glad that the, the... Okay, my personal views is I'm glad that they did not make an appearance in that because in this scenario that there would have been a second movie, I prefer that they take their time in, in doing the proper job of casting actors uh, mm. that would do a better job in portraying those characters. And also for the fact that regardless of whether or not it gets a sequel, having them having them not do that makes this story self-contained and I can focus on this self-contained story. So in my eyes, it's preferable that it does not have one. I, yeah, I actually wouldn't like to see like maybe, a, you know, just that extra scene, but, but be related to maybe something, ex another teaser, you know, like regarding what we saw in the first, but not include the other Bronze Knights because my big husband was saying, if it, Worst comes to worst, at least it keeps the movie self-contained. But I think if it, if they wanted to do the continuation, they needed it to maybe tease that there's something more to it. And I think that I think that's one of the things that I felt that was a bit lacking. Maybe the that they didn't develop um, Nero Iki enough, or I kind of felt like they they or maybe that was intentional too that. They felt that there was more to him because they don't really go into even to how that he became the Phoenix Knight. Myra only says that there is a Phoenix Knight out there and hints that she may have trained him, but we don't know more than that. And we uh, we don't really know why Nero is even a scientist in there. But he's or she is he oh, I, there? Oh, and, huh? and 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 all of that. It's like we have no idea about these models. Period. Yeah, that's the thing. And um, actually, me and Griffey were having that discussion. And I told her, if I were to guess, I mean, um, I would like to think possibly that there is going to be another movie. From one thing I read, supposedly that they that the actors were signed for actually three movies. That, that I feel like Nier was mostly there in a way as a teaser that he is already under orders of the Pope. And I think that's that, they, that he has his own mission or that he's just is allying himself to work with uh Grodd, I can never say it right. But he it, but because it just seems weird like so all of a sudden he bursts out to fight with the Phoenix, but we don't really have his motivation he's just there. It's like oh is he just trying to get power, more powerful? Well, it seems like he, we see oh, at the end wow. he ultimately steals, you know, he takes the Sagittarius armor, but where I, is he I, taking I, it? I took that to be well I took that to be like the the next obvious step would be the Galaxian War, but uh, well, I I don't know. I, I I took his motivations to be that just as they were in the original that he wanted to steal the gold armor and that was his thing all along, because it is like you said it is heavily implied that Marin was the one that trained him and she mentioned that he was driven by his own selfish wants instead of 
what what needed to be done and like what a knight would actually do he was more selfish and uh driven by his own personal gain and stuff like that so that's what i assumed because he he was just gonna leave garad to die you know and take the gold cloth and and be on his merry way so i i just i think they probably could have made that a little bit more clear instead of having it be like a final moment at the very end that it's finally revealed they could have foreshadowed that a little bit more clearly but yeah i I, I don't think there i don't think it was that there was no inclination of what he was there for i just think that they just were not being as transparent as movies typically are like if this was a tv show yeah you wouldn't want to give it all away and that would have been like a cool season one like plot cliffhanger or whatever but this is a movie and you have a limited amount of time like a very small amount of time to mm-hmm. tell the story so they could have been a little bit more if i may oh. interject if i may interject there that's actually part of the reason why i'm critical regarding the way that the story was written and how the plot was handled because it's even though because you're right in the end camera furry you only need to see the first episode to get pr- practically most of the context of what this movie's supposed to be because it's basically just adapting that idea of how Seiya gets his cloth Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in the movie itself, they shovel in so many things, so many characters, so many aspects that don't get properly developed that plot-wise, it has a lot of holes and they're very easy to poke through. And Iki, well, Nero in particular, is one of the is prob- probably the biggest. Why is he there? Why is he helping Garad? What is he getting getting from this? Why does he want to kill Athena? How does he know how to kill Athena? How, how is he? How is he? How does he has? How does he have this information? Uh, how does he know what, that? How does how does he know? How does he know that Garad has the has the Sagittarius cloth? Exactly, like and that a couple to to many other aspects that that well, I would have to go one by one, but specifically talking about Nero is. Like, because you you don't even need to, like, if you don't know anything about the, the series, if you don't have any context, if you don't know who this character is supposed to be, then those are very fair questions that you, you ask yourself. Is like, what is what is this character doing here? Why, what is his motivation? Why is he helping the, the main villain? Why does, at the very end, like, he, he is, why is he so committed to want to kill Athena? Uh, how does he know how to kill Athena? That's, like, my biggest question. That I was like, how the hell does he know how to do this? And that never gets answered in the movie, and that's the thing that, in, in my eyes, particularly affects the plot of it the most. Because I think that if this script had been rewritten in a way that would have not necessarily given them more time, but at the very least would have made more clear their motivations and the means through which they're accomplishing this goal, then it could have come up in a much better light. But it didn't. But it's a matter of execution. So, so yeah. Um, you had you guys hit up a good point. And the thing is that there's one complaint I have about the movie. At, at, you know, if there's one complaint I have about the movie, if the actual movie itself, I think it's overbloated with plot. It's just it goes. It it has so much plot that doing like doing a teaser with like the rest of the Bronze Saints would be would be to its other hindrance. I think like at that point I'm like, look, just I'm done. You you put so many things. You put so many like you put so many ideas. And you're doing so much in two hours. I'm kind of like. I'm kind of checked out at this point and adding in, adding in more characters would have at the very end would have made me even, would have made me what I would have been livid. I would have been pissed off because I was like, I have to keep track of that as well. Yeah. I, I think it was a good call. I, just do not introduce them. Two, two things. One, I, I wish I, I don't think they necessarily needed to show them, but 
they made a big point of well it, i say they made a big point it was a, a big part of the promotional materials that nero was like you didn't think you were the only knight in town like signifying that there's more knights out there than the pegasus knight and mm -hmm. if there's a pegasus which is a constellation and the phoenix which is a constellation and then eventually they find the Sagittarius, which is a constellation. It, you could, it, it harkens back to the anime when the Pope was like, nobody knows how many gold saints there are. I was like, well, we know four of them are zodiac signs, so I'm going to say 12. Like, it, it leads to that. So they could have at least been like, at the end of the movie, say, a, even if they just had a line of, of him saying something to the effect of, that that was a tough battle you know i hope our next fight isn't that crazy they Ooh. could have easily said something you know well there's 88 constellations like something like that to to where they're not directly introducing people but referencing that actually they did they did and it just kind of came back to me as you were talking at the very end after you know sienna and Seiya are talking and you know her hair has gone all purple he, she says something along the line, so what's next? And she starts talking about, we need to start gathering the other saints. Oh, I didn't, I don't remember that. Yeah, he says no, that like, at the he very says, end. like at the very I'll, end. I'll <laughs> but, but I, like, w in regards to what you were saying, though, uh, I've been, or not been, you're not Ben Haas. Carry on, carry on. But in regards to what you were saying, though, a lot of stuff happens, but I think the problem is, is there a, a lot of, there's a lot of plot, but I think the problem is they focused on the wrong plot, whereas they, they were so interested in providing so much exposition and so much explanation. Whereas if they had taken more of the original like storytelling approach and because we've, we've talked about this mm -hmm. so many times that Kuramata explains stuff as they need to be explained. This movie felt more like they were trying to explain to you things before you even had questions about it. Like they they wanted to info dump a lot, whereas the manga and the anime are more things get explained as you as they come up. Like we didn't they they didn't give us this big info dump about the gold saints at the beginning. They didn't give us this big info dump about the the war. Like it, it it's been it's very briefly mentioned and stuff, but they don't go into full-on explanation mode from the get-go about like yeah. Sayori's background and all that kind of stuff but this movie felt the need to dump it on you whereas I feel like if they had just more organically as things were happening like they tried to make it happen organically by like the scene where uh Sienna um at the table lost control of her powers for a second and the house like went into lockdown mode and that gave them the opportunity to explain like her powers and her history. But the problem is that they didn't just explain that they went on a five minute tangent explaining like, Oh, and as a baby, this happened. And then this happened and all this other stuff. It's like, and that's what I'm saying. I think kind of yeah. over, they, they kind of overbloated this. They kind of overbloated the story too much yeah. with like, with too, with too many things at the same time. I, well, I, yeah. what, I'm, what I'm saying is I feel like they, they spent too much time in the wrong things. Like they needed to spend more time. Like, like the the whole plot hole with Docrates just being left to die, like that. I would forget backstory, forget relevance, like how close it is to the original. Forget anything. Just as a basic storytelling element, him being captured could have been. Oh well, I you know I don't leave any of my people behind. I care about all my people. We have to go rescue him. 
and then that be part of the storyline. He just kind of got forgotten after the midpoint of the movie. He was irrelevant. Even when they invaded the Garrard compound, they didn't save him. <laughs> like, yeah. That place blew up, and I'm pretty sure he blew up inside of it. It begs well, the question, though. Why? Because I'm understanding that Ultimate Kurama had to have with all this. I mean, whoever wrote the script, I mean... What was it that they, I what I guess in their mind they felt that this is how they had best had to approach it for a live action adaptation? I mean, we're never never really gonna know that answer. It definitely feels like you know they they were kind of going all over the plot, dumping in for all information. It's just you also have to remember, and this is a big part of why the plot itself is kind of like very. Uh, not well structured. When you uh-huh. consider that the 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 basis for this story comes from the 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 story of the CG of the first season of the CGI show. Yeah, yeah. That is already very very flawed. Remember, Eugene Sun at one point was credited as a uh, as a scriptwriter for this movie as well. So <laughs> even even if he's not part of the project, even though even if he was taken away from it, whatever you you want to see it as like that DNA is still there, and they run with that DNA, which was already in itself very convoluted. And I'll say this: the movie does a million times better. It's not a compliment necessarily, but it does a million times better job telling the Garad story than the first season of the CGI show did. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily make it a good thing. And that's the problem. The way that they try to approach how this story begins for the movie, for this universe, it's kind of already based on a very, very crumbly foundation. And the execution was everything to it. And sadly, the execution is not very solid either. So unfortunately, that also... That's one thing. Well, we are kind of a lot. We agree that with my friends, my students, is that it kind of feels like the Gorat story is unnecessary. I mean, I think even it's a it's unnecessary. Personally, I prefer the CGI execution better, but it just feels like they either should have been shorter. Like it didn't need to go on for as long as it did. But I, I will say mm-hmm. that. I was very happy about the garage storyline for one specific reason. And it's because if you go back and listen to the episodes where we were talking about uh, the CGI show, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I think it was when Ben Huss first joined the podcast. Yes. Yes, he we did. Rewatched so it. that's when, so that's when the same time too, when there when Puncher was about to relaunch the, the CGI show. So, so what? One of the things that I said was I was because I was very mad, and I still am pretty upset about it. Them making Shun into a girl because number that was kind of like queer erasure. But the reason why they that they gave for doing that was we need more female representation. We need we need more female like more girls to be important to the story because Seiya, at least in the anime form, I can't speak for the manga as much, but at least in the anime, was pretty male-centric. There were female characters, obviously, like Marin and Sienna and, and, and all of them, um, all of the extra characters. Um, Junae. Yeah, mm-hmm. Junae and her, like, one appearance <laughs> in her multiple flashbacks. Um, but I was like, they why didn't they expand on those characters? Or... And this is the important part. Why did they introduce a new male character? Like, why didn't they just make Gerard Gerard a female? Gerard. Gerard, whatever. Why did they make them a female? If they were so adamant on having more, like, female representation. And yes, it's a villain. But, like, 
they're like so is china china's a villain for a long like a good portion of the first story arc is a villain so like w- why would that be an issue why take away the only well not the only but one of the major queer aspects of the show to substitute in for female empowerment and i am for both let me be clear but i said at the time why didn't they they made this oc they made their you know original oc don't steal and shoehorned it into the story why wasn't that a female if they were so desperate for more female representation and so i was glad that i kind of was like ha, i was right like because they didn't include shun in this movie so they didn't have the option to de-gayify him uh, so they they had to have a female in another aspect, and they went with with that. And that w- I I liked this characterization of her better. I feel like her motives were a little bit better. Um, I feel like she did like it. It also really reminds me, and I promise I'll stop bringing this movie up. I swear. But it, there's just so many parallels. It's funny. They did the same thing in the Jim and the Holograms movie. They made Eric Benton into Erica Benton. And the entire movie, I kept being like, is that the person that plays Erica Benton? They don't even look like people. But for some reason in my mind, I was like, is that her? It's not. But is that her? Um, but yeah, I, I I feel like justified that I told like I'm sure that decision was made before I even uttered that phrase out loud. Because <laughs> the movie's been in the works for a while. But I felt justified personally because that's, that was my big gripe of why didn't they make gerard uh, a, a female if they wanted female representation that badly and they did so i guess it worked out everything's good <laughs> it i think I, I think i i think too i, I it does help on a lot that she that that, she, that they made her to a female because i think that that adds a little more of a conflict between between sienna and and you know gerard and um and allman because you know, they're, they're, he was. She's his mother. You know, she wants. To, you know, she wants what's what's best for her. But you know, she's she's kind of going going about it the wrong way and stuff like that. And it, that it, made, it made the story make more sense for yes. for that character. Because Whereas the like, she was so internally conflicted, like she wasn't just a purely evil person. Like the the Netflix anime felt like it was just an evil man being evil. Like yeah, and I was about to say like the problem with the the reason why they did that is like I like I said before like I'm not defending it, but the, like I can see. What they were trying to do, and that's a narrative shorthand. Like that, that, that's um, that, that, that's what, that's what, that was kind of the idea of that character to start with. Was mm-hmm. they need to get to point A to point B. So how do we get to point A to point B the quickest by doing by doing this? And this is the, I think this is like their way to do it in the movie where they kind of realize, okay, we have this character now. Let's see how we can, how we can make this, how we can get to point A to point B within within the, the time limit and make it make sense. And I think they did. I think they did a better job with it in that aspect. Yeah, that much I can agree with. Um, hmm. So, I, one thing, one of the things, like another thing, I want to kind of want to bring up as a negative, really quick, is the editing. I think the editing is atrocious. Um, I think, so, like, I think they they kind of did it like at the last minute. I, I felt like a lot of things kind of like got kind of like got mixed in because I remember there was one scene where where Seiya and Tina are having a conversation about like and like she's convincing him to to become a knight, and the next thing you know, they already he's already he's already on his way and like. Where's the part where he's like cocks of people? And I like there's like stuff, it's like weird editing things like that. And I feel like, you know, I'm not saying, oh my god, I need the I need the editor's cut, but like this should have like been this, this someone someone in the someone in the editing bay should have been should have like looked at the footage and tried to like try to make it at least a little bit better with what they had. I think on my second viewing, I might agree with that more. When I was in the theater, I was excited that they started to pick up the pace because I was like, maybe we'll get something 
because you know there was the there was the whole WonderCon incident with somebody who, for their own safety, will remain nameless, said that another person who ended up not being in the movie would be in the movie. So in my head, I'm like, yes, we're pick up the pace. We're going to get to the end of the movie, and there's going to be additional people introduced towards the end of the movie to help out with the fight. And that did end up happening. But I think that that anticipation made me overlook some of the, some of these choices in, in the pacing of the story. Uh, because I, I think on my second viewing, I'll probably notice a lot more of that. Yeah, I, I, I noticed I noticed that right away. Where I was like, I, I, I saw like a lot of that. And you are correct. A lot of it must have been done for the sake of like they must have seen how the movie was, and they're like, okay, let's like we gotta get we gotta pick up the pace here. So why don't we do this? Why don't we why don't we start editing things around? And I think for it to its detriment, that that's what happened. Yeah, because I think really started to drag once they got to. The keto compound it really started to drag, and then it kind yeah. of picked up, and then it, it, it picked up, and then it picked up a lot when it was with, when they were training with Marin. Right, so I think yeah, they but, just wanted to get through that quickly. <laughs> yeah, because um, unfortunately, unfortunately, there were parts where it felt like that. I mean, I I I, I had my full attention on the movie, but I, I think I mentioned this, but I actually went to see the movie with a friend that's not into anime or Seiya. But I convinced him, like, hey, you, do you want to come? For, I, like, he's a friend from work. And he told me, like, yeah, sure. Do I need to know anything? No, no, no. It's even better if you don't know anything. So you can give me your proper opinion. And and there were times when I caught a glimpse that he was checking out his phone. And he told me, like, there were parts that were so, some uh, a little bit boring. Sorry. And I was like, you know, like yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah, I don't blame him. So, I mean, so but, but let, let, let's go through this really quick. Um, let's, let's talk about some of the positives. I think I think we've, we've talked a lot about the negatives so much, but I think we should talk. We should at least address some of the some of the positives because I think there is a lot of positive things to this movie that should be talked about as well. Definitely. Um, let's. I want to talk especially about the fight, the, the fight choreography. Andy Chen hit hit it, hit it so hit it out of park perfectly. I mean, doing a lot, most of, most of it being practical effects helped it a lot because, like, again, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. And when I watched that, there's a like, yeah, there's a like, there was there's this really cool sequence that they had that they're, they're all fighting, but that was all CGI. Here, at least I can at least I can look at the at least I can look at what they're doing with the with the Knights of the Zodiac movie, and very rarely do I see CGI being used. It was all practical effects, and it was all really well made. I thought that the music was fantastic. Like maybe maybe not compare like if you can remove it from from the anime's music because it's really iconic. There were times where they would start playing Pegasus Fantasy, but it was in this like orchestral, yeah, dramatic version of it. And like I kept looking over at Griffey, and I was like, "Do you hear the like?" Because they they were like really drawn out notes. So like if you weren't paying attention, you might not even notice it as playing Pegasus Fantasy. But like I started hearing the cadence of the uh, like the opening sequence of that song. And I, I looked over at Griffey, I was like, do you hear what's playing through? Like, it was just the, the it felt so surreal because we were in a theater in the United States in 2023 hearing Pegasus Fantasy. It just, it was a very surreal moment for me personally, because that's one of my, like, like forget anime openings. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. Like, it transcends to me because there's some there's some songs that are anime openings that I listen to when I'm in the good the the mood to listen to some good anime music, and then there's anime entrances that I just have on my playlist as legitimate just like bops that I listen to, and that's one of them. And it just it was so cool to hear it in this theater, even if there was only six people in the theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
including me, it was still cool to be able to hear it in these loud, booming speakers, the song that I've been in love with for 20 years. Like, it was it was amazing. And it's interesting. It's interesting to note that, like, like the, who the composer was. It was um, it was the guy who actually does this. Hmm? Yoshihiro Ike. Yeah, Yoshihiro Ike. And we we discussed this before that, like, in the CGI show, it's kind of it's kind of like whole hum. We don't even we don't even think we don't think we don't even think twice about it. But I guess because when you isolate it into a movie, I think those I think the soundtrack works a lot better. And like and, I don't know if I would have felt the same way if I was sitting at home watching this on like on demand streaming or something like that. Like fair enough. There's something about the the entire experience of it. Just the how how when, like when we were when you're kids in the playground and you're saying like you're making up your own like original story for your favorite TV show that will that you never think will get like a, a big wide release like this, like a, a big blockbuster movie that not this is necessarily a blockbuster, but you know what I mean? Like a big Hollywood movie adaption. And then it actually happens. And it, it's just, I don't know. It was, it was an experience that I am very thankful that I was able to see during my lifetime, even if uh, it was the best product, the experience was amazing. Um, Jackie, is there anything positive you want to talk about? <laughs> what? You just you were quiet and it just cracked me. I'm sorry, go on. Jackie's <laughs> um, like nothing. Got nothing. No, no I got it. movie sucks four out of ten. Jackie, would you like, like, like to have absolutely not? Okay, the movie sucks. Don't watch it. Okay. But in all seriousness, though. I think for me, no matter what the people had commented that oh, this movie was made for the US and all what so what? There's plenty, we have a lot of fans, a lot of people that we wanted to see more of this sensei, I think they heard about over the years that someone hasn't quite been able to make it, make it, you know, mark, makes it solid ground in the U.S. I mean, like, uh, Kim Ryder Fury said, who would have thought that in the year 2023 we'd finally be seeing anything sensei, uh in the U.S., you mm -hmm. know, on the big screen? And regardless of what happens, it's just, it's giving it exposure. I mean, think I was going to mention when we began the news section that, think about it. It's only been like, it was, yeah, we went through the first week that the movie was going to be out. It's actually still in theaters, believe it or not. Yeah. And then we suddenly had this announcement drop that, hey, that the the English, uh, the English version of the Tom Odyssey comic is coming out. But, um, and maybe well, it is banking on the it may be banking on the high, of the somewhat hype of the movie, or at least that it's out there. But I was thinking that we weren't gonna hear about that coming in a long while, and there you go. But what I was asking is like, was there anything in the movie you like that you want to bring up? Like, is like any like any particular actor, anything particular scene, anything you want to discuss? Uh, how can I put this? I mean, maybe I'm not I'm not really the most critical person when it comes to movies. I may have even lower standards than theirs. <laughs> but I just enjoyed it. I really, other than, I think when I'm criticizing it, I'm really nitpicking because I think it just nope. was a good experience overall. And, I, and I, like, I think that's the biggest positive for me, that it finally exposed the world saying see it to other people that otherwise wouldn't even touch this manga. I mean, I have my siblings, my friends that, you know, they always hear me babble about saying Seiya. But for me, the biggest positive was taking them to a movie. They actually got to see something out of the franchise that, you know, 
instead of training them, hey, watch this series. Hey, read this book, you know. Right. And they're not going to be able to do that because they got their own things going on. But for me, that's the biggest positive. I was finally able to expose them and turns out they enjoyed it. I don't know if they'll farther delve into it, but it'll be in the back of their minds. Yeah. Um, Becca, is there anything positive you'd like to bring up? Yeah, I think that uh, I want to really uh, drill this point through. Okay, this product has flaws and it has aspects that are worth criticizing because because nothing is perfect. Even the original anime, the original manga, everything can be criticized. And and maybe I'll, maybe one can be a little bit more hard. We're specifically talking about this movie because it's. In my case, it's the franchise that I have the dearest and closest to my heart. But I still enjoyed it because in the end, despite the flaws of the plot, it has and it completely, in my eyes, captures the essence of Saint Seiya. Okay. It, and, 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 and I think that the best way to... to the, the scene that I think perfectly encapsulates all the best aspects of it is the training scene with Marin. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, I, think... I, th- I think that uh, okay, uh, there are also many other scenes that I do, did enjoy that as well. But there was something about the, the training aspect with Marin that I just think perfectly encapsulates the essence of this franchise because it covers the, the, the important aspects of it. It covers the aspect of Seiya gaining his cloth because he didn't just like magically use it when, when it was necessary for the plot to move on. He actually had to work for it. We see this wise mentor that is able to guide him through and explain to him what this mystical energy is supposed to be that resides within him and within all of us, it, it perfectly showcases, like, it's a perfect iteration of the showcasing of how Marin teaches Seiya the use of the cosmos, something that I don't think that even in the CGI show wasn't done particularly well, because I can't remember for the life of me that scene, uh, trying to remember it now, but the movie scenes has stuck with me since I saw it. And I think that, and I think that that was one of the the parts where McCain you actually got to shine through because that stiffness actually works in his favor in the beginning. But you see how he slowly starts to let himself aloof, uh, his his body. I mean, and he becomes much more expressive, and he's able to encompass the, the essence of the character of Seiya, which is somebody that doesn't give up, and he he perseveres, and he perseveres, and I think that's the most important uh, positive aspect about the movie that. Like, people, okay, when you say, oh, this has the essence of, of said franchise or that, I've come to realize that it's a very personal thing. Many people can have very different views and very different perspectives as to what the essence of something is. But to me, in my eyes, in my perspective, I think that it accomplished the goal of being another great Sensei product with its flaws, with its problems, but it is, it, it is worthy of the name Sensei. And that's the biggest positive that I can say about this movie. Um. Other Actually, than, okay. I one more thing, though, that, it, I mean, honestly, one thing I definitely want to commend, though, is the commitment of the actors. Uh, that so no matter what you think of the movies, the actors absolutely put their heart and soul into the characters, or, you know, even push for it. Like, we know for a fact that... Uh, Madison Eisman, she said she actually fought to get the purple hair. She wanted that much, at least. And she was, and she was really, and she, and she was really good in the role. Uh, I'll give her that much as well. Also, another uh, shout out to Mark DaCostas for being yes. a really cool um, Mylock, just being just a complete other badass. I like. I think we should. I think at this point we should just treat treat Mylock as his own character and treat Tatsumi as his own character, and yeah. let and let's just have 
Noctacascus just have have Mylock? Yes. Like, I never liked that Sui. I think this is the first time I can say I liked it. He really turned yeah. that character around for me. I really, shout out to him. Because he actually interacted with me and Griffey on Twitter. And he was really, and, and like I said before, he I met him at WonderCon. A complete another saint. Like I said, like, I, I don't want to say, I don't, I don't want to say anything bad, but all I got to say is when the, when the time comes, when, when, when the time comes and, all, and, something really ha- and something really bad happens to all of us in the world, I hope that there's a special place for him somewhere. That, you know, he gets the VIP treatment, that they treat him well because he is so much of a trooper and so much of a well of, of a kind and well well-hearted person. And at the end of the day, I want the what's best for him. I want everything and then some because he is that he is that likable and that wonderful, not just in the role he played, but also in real life as well. Can I can I say something in response to what Ben Ha said real quick? Go for it. So uh, like because you you hit on something that I've been I've been trying to put into words for a while, and it's like, what is the essence of a Saint Seiya? And I realized as you were talking, like just now, like 100% just now had the realization that, yeah, everybody does kind of have a different view as to what makes something the essence of something or what makes something a good representation of something. I, for me personally, I divorced myself from the, a lot of the preconceived notions of Saint Seiya going into this movie because i'd seen the previews so i kind of knew what to expect and i kind of knew what to get into or what i was getting into and based off of the previews i i even said this before the movie came out when we were talking about the trailer there was no even whisper in any of the trailers or promotional material for the other bronze knights except for nero and Saya. so I had that expectation going into that. And with that expectation, I do feel like it's a good representation based off of what they did. But I've said before that for me personally, the essence of Saint Seiya is the team and, and they're, how they always have each other's backs and how they grow as a team in kind of that Sentai format of, yes, Seiya is the Red Ranger in this scenario, mm-hmm. but... In most Sentai, we're not going to look at Key Ranger, but in most Sentai, the Red Ranger would be nothing without all of the others. And I, I really feel like, especially since we just came hot off of the the Sanctuary arc wrapping up a couple of weeks, or I guess about a month ago now, um, but but we just we had just watched all that, and there was so much focus on teamwork and so much focus on. I'm going to stay here and fight this person for the for for the sake of time. You need to go ahead and go ahead go on. It doesn't matter if I live or die or whatever here. And and the the teamwork and trust that they all have for each other is what makes Saint Seiya Saint Seiya for me. So in that regard the movie didn't have the essence for me personally of it there. But it also kind of harkens to what you were saying and that you you really had to set your expectations and that's my point with any adaption is you need to set your expectations for what you're going into um my favorite example of this is um i don't know if you've ever heard of terra for mars it's yes anime and manga yes the, for to to put it in super super brief terms it's in the near future they're trying to terraform mars and uh, because the Earth is getting overpopulated and overpolluted, so they're trying. We're trying to have a new home on Mars, and all the United Nations comes together and they send all these people. Like, there's two people from Russia. There's a couple of people from, um, I think Pakistan. Mm-hmm. I want to say uh, there's a couple of people from the U.S. 
Japan made an, a live action movie of it. <clears throat> and if you know anything about Japanese movies, everybody is going to be Japanese in it. <laughs> I mean, that, that should be a no duh. But J Japan is a fairly homogenized country. So when they had this this guy from Kenya in the movie played by a straight up just Japanese ass Japanese man. I knew I was going to get into that when I got into it. Like I, I knew that was going to be a thing. Cause that's always a thing with Japanese movies. Like it doesn't matter where the movie takes place or what, what people or country it's supposed to be in 99.9% of the time. It's going to just be played by Japanese people. Cause it's got to be in the Japanese language, obviously for, for their market. So it's kind of the same thing here. Like, did I go into that movie expecting to see actors from all over the world playing these accurate countries and stuff like that? No. So I didn't even use that as something to dock it off for. And similarly here, I I just I had my expectations set on this is just going to be Saya's, you know, origin story. It's not going to have any of the Galaxian tournament. It's obviously not going to have any of the gold saints beyond you know what's important for sienna's backstory so i i just i set my expectations with that and that i feel like if more people would would do that before going to see these adaptations they'd probably leave happier <laughs> because you, there, you there's only so much you can do in a two-hour movie time spot you know yeah so they they just they didn't have the time for it. They had to cut a lot of the stuff. I'm sure that if they could have done everything they wanted to, uh, you know, like Jackie said earlier, she I think it was Jackie that they were signed for like three movies. So they they really wanted this to be more. five movies. Oh, five, oh, five, oh, five. So they, they definitely had more in store. Whether or not that'll happen, I don't know. But but this it's literally well not over here but in japan it's literally called the beginning so like you can't expect it to be hades level nonsense happening from the beginning like this was definitely an origin story it, it, it's just like how every spider-man reboot the first movie is always a freaking origin story and except you, for homecoming i stopped watching by then <laughs> you might like i think you might like i think you might like homecoming I don't like Spider-Man. You can bleep that. <laughs> but no, I, I'm just not a Spider-Man fan in general. But right. I was just using that as an example. But like, uh, like every time we get a Fantastic Four movie, you know, they do the origin story. Oh, that. okay, that's yeah. Do it again. How many times have we? How many times do we have to see Batman's parents getting killed? Right, every single time because because you know they they've got to execute their vision and the story has to start at the beginning. You know, so. I, I just I feel like people were expecting a little bit too much out of the first outing and an origin story. Mm -hmm. it, it would be like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. It would be like going into Let's go, do a Transformers the, movie. And then you and you're and then they want and they want to do Unicron. It, but that's not the, the first movie. It, and that's the first like, movie. It would be like going into the first Iron Man movie and then leaving the theaters and be like, well, he didn't gather all the Avengers together in the movie, so this is garbage. And it's like because yeah. it's like a further plan. Like they're not going to go out and fight, you know, Ultron in in the very first movie. Like they're, they're not going to do that. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I can I, only imagine how. I mean, how things would have, they would have to spread themselves. I mean, imagine if they were trying to in just this one movie try to go from Galaction Wires all the way and leave it up to twelve temples. Well, that we sort of had that, but they did they they did some narrative cheating, and that was with uh that was Legends of the Sanctuary. 
they just they just glossed over the entire first like 30 some odd episodes of that movie <laughs> they, they glossed over everything else and they just said well, let's just let's just get to the sanctuary so that's that's where the money is that's where the people want to see so that's why it's like that's why it's like um so it's like it could have been so like, I, like I, love, I love we i mean we, we have an episode where we discuss how much we like it but if there's one thing i i i i i would give like a huge negative to about the legend of the sanctuary is that is that they they went that is that they, they kind of like they, they kind of like you know bump rushed themselves to this point and it's like no that's not how you're supposed to be so at least give this week credit where it's like they at least said they at least said fine let's let, let's let's give it we'll give this time to breathe and if it doesn't work we at least tried it and at least we put it and we at least at least we did this part instead of doing um instead of trying to do and try, instead of trying to sprint our start to the to the good part you know, we we we've gone all over the place. So, any final thoughts on the movie, Jackie? Been a wild ride, for, really, for your host. Just put it that way. <laughs> but we mm. did. We went. We watched it. For the most part, I think we enjoyed it. So, well, just been a good time. For, I think just for the four of us talking about it. Where oh, do yeah. we go from here? Who knows? Um, <laughs> just just to let you guys know about my experience, I had to go across town. And there was only like two people in the theater, me and someone else. But they're like one person was on one side of the theater, and I was on the other side of the of, of the theater. So I'm like, perfect. Yeah, quick. Actually, I mean, but then I get to, but then I get to, I, I, but then I get to for me, I always watch movies in like the midday because like I always like watching movies with like low people because like they're one, they're not, they're like the most quiet people in the world, <laughs> and two, I don't have to bother with the kids. Good point. Yeah. There was like maybe eight people when I went. Of course, four half of that was me, my friend, and my siblings. Um, but I was actually able to talk to one movie gore and even hand him out a podcast card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said that he, he actually said he was a fan of the OG anime, and uh, he f- said that he felt that the, something's gonna be done a bit better, but that he actually enjoyed the movie. So there you go. Other people feel, for the most part, positive. Yeah. Reasonable people. Pegas, <laughs> uh, um, any final thoughts on the movie? Yeah. Like with everything, I think that it is very, very important to stress out this word for, for one reason. And the word is adaptation. Any adaptation will always have the dif- differences with the, the original source material, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. And whatever views, like for for the people listening, whatever views you have on this product, whatever way you you felt or whatever way you see this movie, that's on you, and that's the thing that is most important. You have to make your own criteria. But if you're gonna do that, then do have something that can sustain those arguments that you're going to have for for that opinion. I say this because there is no point in trying to to blow out of proportion what this is and in the end this is just a piece of entertainment it's a movie and and i i i know that there are reasons why it gets so blown out of proportion particularly for this franchise because many people feel myself included that under toys reign the franchise when it comes to the audiovisual media has not been giving its due for a very 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 long time and this product unfortunately does not make anything to change that view having said that though regardless of that i think that it is that it is something that is worth watching it's not 
He's not going to win any Oscars by any means, but it's a very enjoyable movie. And it's a movie that, as I mentioned previously, captures the essence of the original source material that it's adapting. And I think that is something worth watching. And if you are in the mood or if you have the opportunity or if you intend to watch it once it's released either on physical or digital media and you want to check it out, do so. You might have a good time. You might have the best time of your life. You might just pass the time with some popcorn and have some fun. Or you might say, hmm, that's something I don't want to do again. But that's on you. So form your own opinion. But look at, it, look at this as what it is. It's a movie in the end. And I enjoy and I enjoyed it, and I'm glad that it's part of the franchise that I love so much. All right, Afari, any final thoughts on the movie? Um, I just I want to echo a lot of what Ben has said. It's like don't force yourself to like it. You know, don't feel, don't force yourself to hate it either. Like, don't think that just because the there's a loud group of people, um, I don't want to say they're the majority because it's really hard to tell on Twitter who's the majority anymore. Just people being loud and shouting into a void. Um, but but don't don't be make your own decision and make your own decision how you would make that decision if that's if, if you are a person that watches a trailer and if it, the movie doesn't grab you like that was its one shot that's fine that's 100 fine i've done that many times before i'm here lately especially i'm more of a person that's like i want to at least attempt to watch the show or the movie or something before uh, like not base it just off of the promotional material because I've seen a few movies that the trailer looked really good and the movie is crap and then vice versa. Like the trailer was very confusing and weird, but the movie was actually good because um, in the end, it's just it's two minutes of them trying to pitch what they think is the best parts of this film to to get you to watch it. Anyway, my point is is however you normally make decisions for yourself, trust that. Don't I don't don't let what other people think and say even me like don't let my opinions get to you and sway you one way or the other make the decision on your own i personally feel like this is a good film i don't know if it's necessarily a good representation of saint Seiya as far as what i the aspects that i enjoy from it but there are a lot of aspects of the show there it's very obvious that these people cared about this project and they were passionate about this project we've seen it you know in all the pre-release stuff like at the conventions and uh interviews and all that kind of stuff and then you can see it actually watching it too but just just don't like if you if you hear somebody say that this is the next dragon bell evolution punch them that's my only like just just even if it's your mom just punch right in the face because that's nonsense. We don't condone all the views of all the views by the host of, of the podcast is their own individual views. This is not reflect the pod, this is not reflect the views of the podcast or or, or individual or the individuals and or the, or the other people involved with this podcast. Takeaways that we get, we will have different opinions on it, right? No, I'm just Before- I, I am kidding though. Like I'm I'm not condoning violence in all seriousness, but like the the notion that this the notion that this is as bad as Dragon Ball Evolution or in, in my like worst case scenario, as bad as Death Note is just is a little bit of an ignorant thing to say, because those those did things like insensitive casting, um, you know, as far as races, uh, changing names just to make them white, like, um, yeah, it, there, there's a lot of problematic things. And in both of those movies that this one does not do so just stop stop like 
I love all of y'all. I love the Saint Seiya community, but y'all making me tired with some of these quote jokes that you're saying. And I understand that you you want to pop off a joke and that that's how some people relieve stress. <sighs> but man, it makes it, it it makes it mentally hard to enjoy the fandom space sometimes with all the negativity. Um, so I just want to spread some positivity. I want to say that I I really enjoyed the movie for what it is. Is it my favorite? Saint Seiya thing? No. Is it my fa- favorite Saint Seiya movie? No, but it's not my least favorite because some of those anime movies are pretty garbage. So it's better than the last like two probably animated movies. There we go. All right. <laughs> um, as for me, as for me, um, I'll just simply say that like I said, you have to have some different expectations. And if you're gonna continue, if you're gonna continue to compare this movie to like any other movie. You're gonna be sorely, you're gonna be sorely disappointed. If you aim lower with this movie, you might get some sort of enjoyment. I do hope that this movie get, kind of gets some traction because, like, I don't know a lot of movies that have been like that. Speed Racer was one of those types of movies that that you guys mentioned that over time people kind of discovered it, and they kind of and they kind of and over and over the years it's been kind of like been looked at in more positive light than it was before. So yeah, I I hope that I do hope that one day eventually eventually one day. Eventually, not not soon, but I'm pretty sure, like in the next year or so, or in the next couple of months, that there's gonna be the, the action, the, the action movie Twitter that I follow a lot. They're gonna pick up on this movie and they're gonna find out like how, what they missed out on. And I do hope that they, that they realize what they missed out on and spread the and spread and spread at least awareness. As a dumb action movie that should have been a, a made for a made for TV or made for a video movie, it's great for a high budget movie. It has its problems, but I didn't I didn't feel cheated. All righty then. Let us let's let's head out. For, let's head out for the next. Let's head out because I think we we need this well-deserved vacation after everything. Um, Jackie, do you have anything you would like to promote? Um, actually, I'm gonna promote my friend that's done some Saint the Show material translations for me. Uh, her name she goes by Tomojo. She does translations from Japanese English or Japanese Spanish if you need and. She also does some talent translations as well, if you're interested. She's available on Twitter at her personal account, Sweet Dream Life Zero. And she has a pretty competitive rate, so just check her out. I mean, like I said, she's done some uh, Santa Show translations for me that I think otherwise I would have never been able to have access to. And she's great, so please check her out for all your translation needs from Japanese. And followed. <laughs> I'm ready for you. Do you have anything you'd like to promote? Uh, yeah, I have been super active. Well, super act as as super active as a millennial can be on Instagram. I've been super active. Um, I've been posting a lot. That was one of my things that I say every episode. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be posted on my Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I actually have been posting on both of them. Um, so I would really like it and appreciate it if you guys could go and check that out. Um, I have done a lot of digging in some of my childhood toys. And so on my Kaminata Furry Instagram, I've been showcasing those. I found a lot of like old Marvel Legends figures. Yeah, I saw, and... I saw you posted recently the Marvel Legends, the the, the Toy Biz era colossus. And I'm like, I, I love that. That is one of my all-time favorite figures. It It kind of sucks because his chest joint is loose. And so it's very hard to pose him. He has to have his chest like 
his, basically sticking like out back. yeah his chest sticking out for him to stand up straight otherwise but, that's, but, that, but that's how that's how he always looks i, I remember when i played Mar i remember when i played uh, x-men children again and that's how he looked he had like his chest arched back like that yeah that that that, that but that so i've gone you said look yeah and, and, and i the photo shoot that i did was very uh like bodybuilder competition inspired like yeah i looked at a lot of references to different poses that they typically do in those competitions nice. and in a lot of those they puff their chest out so it, yeah. it, it worked it ended up working out for the best um and then i also did a i had a um photo shoot with uh Sabretooth from x-men evolutions that oh i, I saw that one too yeah that's my all-time favorite figure that i've ever owned like i that so i'm i'm very excited about that on the doll side of things i just um i'm about to wrap up i said i, I almost said i just wrapped up so the um monster high school ultimate secrets line came out which is like this uh um, deluxe version of the baseline of dolls with some really cool outfits and stuff and i did individual photo shoots for all five of them and i'm about to do a group photo shoot of another one um i did a photo shoot with my dc superhero starfire and frost dolls where they were kind gotcha. of fighting um i've done a lot of stuff i've been fixing up a lot of hair on dolls and like getting like kids marker and paint and stuff off of them so uh, yeah, it, it, that one is the doll furry. Is the doll furry? Doll. I was gonna actually. Okay, let me look. Oh. I, yep, so I I just I love doing toy photography, um, and I I just I really didn't want to clutter up my my original Instagram with a bunch of doll stuff because that it wasn't be it was being received fairly well, but since it wasn't the branding that I had had, it wasn't. I, I just felt like it kind of needed its own place. Directly. It's like unlike me that I do just everything on one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same I, here. I've been a lot more active. And then, of course, there's my Twitter, which is Common Rider Furry as well. All right. Um, Bekas, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on my social media, uh, My primarily my Twitter, which is at MexicanGeek502. I haven't really been that active on Twitter lately. I needed a break, but I intend to be a little bit more active starting probably next week. I'm also working on an illustration. Uh, I have a couple projects on, on, on works. The, this illustration that I'm doing, I already have the idea for the next one after that. And as well as the other thing that I've been teasing for almost a, almost a goddamn year now. Uh, you might want to call me by my other nickname, which is Slowpoke Rodriguez, but hey. <laughs> but he carried, anyway. he carried a gun, though. That's a thing. <laughs> well, you, you never know. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't condone violence of any kind. Anyways. Um, uh, I am probably going to be finishing that. Uh, also, the link to my Instagram is on my Twitter. I think it's Caratris uh, Benjas, my Instagram. Uh, so you can find me in those in those places if you're interested. I tend to post a lot of... Well, my Instagram is a little bit not that active, but on my Twitter, I tend to post uh, a lot of Sensei-related stuff, either on my own or I retweet a lot of fan art or cool stuff that I find. So if you were interested in that, just check it, check it out. Uh, okay, as for me, of course, me and Conrad Furry, we host another podcast called Sailor Moon Says. We are going through the old dub of Sailor Moon. Um, like a couple episodes at a time. Um, because of like what you what you may have heard earlier, because of my mental health, we had kind of had to skip. We skipped last week's episode. We are going to come back for next next episode, and then we're going to take our official break afterwards. Um, I'm, like I'm not, I don't want to commit just yet to announcing who our guest is, but we do have a guest coming coming, and I'm really uh, excited. I said yes. <laughs> like, <I'm> <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna be fun. It's it's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be really fun. You know, for for my last for my last episode for, for the last episode I had to do for a while. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. To, that's gonna be a really fun thing to do. Um, 
I also have another podcast, which also on hold as well, which is um, the Saturday Morning Squadron because of time conflicts between me and my and my co-host Rob. We just couldn't agree on time to do things, and we just couldn't agree on like things that we do on the side. So we just figured when he found out the news about what was going on with me and my mental health, he said, "You know what? Just let's just take a break and see what happens." So we're gonna be taking an extended break from that as well. What I won't be taking an extended break is I'm gonna be I'm doing streaming again. I'm, I I used to do streaming with video games, but now. Like I'm, I'll play video games once in a while. I have stuff to stream video games, but I'm gonna primarily focus on working on model kits. I have a lot of model kits I've, I've been working on as of late, and I kind of want to keep, want to keep that momentum of just working on model kits on stream. So you can find that at Twitter at twitch.tv forward slash l ramses eighty four. Again, the address is l ramses eighty four, all one word. And I have a VTuber. I, I have a PNG tuber persona. Now that you can that you can check out because like I want because like all the clip kids are doing like VTubing and PNG tubing. I'm now also known as Professor Ramses. I am a mad mad I am a I am a I'm a well I'm a well mannered scientist that always has his experiments fail. Think of me as like uh, think of me as a much younger Doc Brown. So that that, that likes to make build and that likes to build model kits. So if you if you're interested in that or just want to hang out with me afterwards after whenever I'm whenever I'm available. I'm gonna be streaming every Tuesday after Tuesday morning at like 11 a.m. Pacific, where I'm just gonna be working on model kits. That's all I'm gonna be doing between for two or three hours. That's what I'm gonna be working on. I already had one stream up where I was working on Kamen Rider Agito. Really fun stream. Didn't have that many people, but it was fun to work on on the on the Kamen Rider Agito figure right standard. And I'm gonna to continue to be working on that possibly because I'm I, I don't know how long this other project I got on the site is gonna to take to go well, take he got all the all the paint on, but. Regardless, like regardless, there's gonna be fresh content coming 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 your way. Even though I'm not, even though I'm not gonna be um, doing these podcasts. So if you want to find me, you want to talk to me, that's your perfect place. I would really appreciate if like if someone saw why there is because I think of it as like my as my virtual living room, and I kind of want to, I kind of don't want to be alone when I'm, when I'm doing stuff. So yeah, <sighs> guys, it's been a fun, it's been a fun, it's been a fun ride, but we have to go. So come right, furry, Jackie. Thank us. I'm here to I'm here to tell you guys to keep bringing that cosmos, and I will see you guys in July. Bye. 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 See you later.